0: This episode of the Add Terror Podcast is brought to you by our incredible backers over at patreon.com forward slash AE Podcast. If you've not done so already, make sure you check out our Patreon page, folks. You can get yourself access to all sorts of exclusive goodies and rewards, regardless of the tier that you back. For $1, you get access to all of our show notes. If you want more AE podcast content, and I know you do, you get access to the SmackDown Crawl for $5, where me and Adam are reviewing every single episode of the Smackdown starting all the way back in 1999 and moving on forwards. For $10, you get a monthly QA episode with myself. Find out all the latest news, updates, and goings on the world, the AE Podcast. Or if you want to become a hardcore member of the Glad Gay community, a $20 backing gets you the Dance tier with all of our commentary tracks for free and all future commentary tracks for free as well. Thanks to all our supporters and backers over at patreon.com forward slash AE Podcast. But for now, enjoy Elimination. Chamber 2013.
1: me
2: and it's all to me how far I go it's my time to break away I'm standing at the end of tomorrow today, 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 today,
0: today, today, today. hello everyone and welcome to the attitude Era podcast and we are finally on the final definitely final stretch Oh, fucking hell. Of The Rock's Return, it's Elimination Chamber 2013. Hello, everyone, once again, I'm Cowboy Kevin Mann. I'm joined as I am always in this review of The Rock's Return to Wrestling, Firstly, to my right, he's been there, he's done that, and he's got nice ham-coloured pants on. (laughs) Adam, Ham-Coloured Pants (laughs) bibolo.
3: Hello, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm grand, I'm very excited to talk about this one. Are you
0: in the the Rileys of the mines? (laughs) Yeah, just
3: just remembering all the people we were sat with, getting our famous chants going while we were in there. That's a very self-indulgent
0: And to my left, put that e-cigarette out. (laughs) (laughs) He is unquestionably the baddest man on the
4: planet, Billy Cable. Vape life born. Duh, God. <laughs> vape, <laughs> vape life right. bread. And I mean, uh, I'll, I'll be, be vape, vape life. Because I <laughs> <they, laughs> ain't done enough
0: research into it yet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 Fill the coffin with vape clouds
4: and close you it. it. Off, babe.
0: It's, it's the lights
4: <laughs> the Flashing. Uh, and then all the fake smoke <laughs> How are you doing Billy? I'm doing good. Yeah?
0: Doing you, ex- good. you excited about this one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's like one of these things for you guys because this is obviously going back to when you were like kind of in your like final years of uni essentially. Uh-huh. And so this, you know, obviously now you're out of uni, you're, you're actual proper adults now. I was wondering if, if this has been, like, no fun for you whatsoever. Because, like, hey, remember, like, three or four years ago when you could wake up whenever you wanted and, <laughs> and all that? Like, I hope you haven't been, you know, scarred by me bringing you back to 2013.
3: I just think that back then we were a lot easier to impress. Like, we weren't so sneering at everything when it comes to wrestling, so... We're probably going to be a lot more vicious on this kind of stuff now than we were back then, that's for sure.
0: The only problem is that The Undertaker's not on this card tonight, so Mm. I'm really annoyed because I hate him so much. (laughs) (laughs) I I want him to be sad, and I don't know if I can do that tonight. We we
3: talked about this a bit on SmackDown Crawl, but obviously we've not mentioned it on the main podcast yet. There's this one lad on Facebook that's got it in his head that we really
0: despise The Undertaker. (laughs) Speak for yourself, I do. I hate the man. (laughs) Furious... I really want... I'm happy he's gone forever. <laughs> so, bit of an interesting one. Um, mainly because The Rock is back for another wrestling match. And this is probably one of the quietest ones that he had in his return. So we thought this would be an interesting one to look at. It is Elimination Chamber 2013.
1: The road to WrestleMania is filled with opportunity. But with opportunity... There is always a price to pay. The Elimination Chamber. Tonight, six of WWE's biggest superstars will sacrifice their bodies, risk their careers, jeopardize everything, for one last opportunity to headline WrestleMania. Desperate for one last chance at greatness, Who is willing to hurt, willing to play through the pain? All in the name of opportunity. A last chance opportunity to headline WrestleMania and become World Heavyweight Champion. Tonight.
2: What The Rock is today and what The Rock will be after Elimination Chamber, WWE Champion.
1: It's an epic collision.
2: And here we go, CM Punk going right up.
1: On the road to Wrestlemania
2: Every time you want to bring it I'm just gonna take it
0: I will say straight away The noise when the chamber appears in the opening package (laughs) Serious laser armor noise Or kind of a Zord (laughs) Very very interested to see the animation Chamber now Because the Illimination Chamber they made it safe this year Did you say? Yeah, Yeah
3: this most recent one Yeah, in 2017, they kind of made
0: it nice and safe. And uh, now these old ones going back, I'm wondering if it's going to be like horrible to see Mm. the wrestling in this uh, terribly uh, unsafe environment. They play up in the opening package the very, very real pain that comes with wrestling in the animation chamber. And it was only when like our most recent one in 2017 happened that I saw everyone complain and going, "Oh fuck's sake, it's so it's so shit now because it's so safe." Did I realise how horrible that elimination yeah, is? Chain links that you're fighting on, like it, it's it's custom built for injury, <laughs> yeah. A vile diabolical destruction. <laughs> <laughs> I got all kinda of good feelings though when I saw the shield. Mm. In this intro package. The storyline tonight is that the SHIELD, in only their second ever match, if you can fucking believe this, they have put together a dream team to stop the Shield. I don't know if you guys remember, but I was very much of the opinion that yeah, the SHIELD we're gonna lose here. This
3: is is Vince McMahon's all sorts, like they're his three (laughs) boys. Like of course they're gonna squash the shield.
0: It's funny we've seen the you know the the hype up for all this and like seeing you know Seamus and Ryback and John Cena all there together. Truly it is two thousand and thirteen. He yeah, there, like very much heavily. So. Don't worry, Rock. Me, Sheamus, and John Cena, we got it from here. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky wasn't doing the house shows, you may be surprised to hear. He wasn't doing the house shows. He was barely doing TVs as yeah. well. We got like two Rock appearances between Rumble and now.
3: It's fine when you're Brock Lesnar and you Big Monster Heel. That's one thing. But when you're Babyface People's Champ, you need to be there every week. Avoiding really. people like, at all costs. Yeah, not wanting to be seen in front of the people. Like. And
0: kind of as bad as well when CM Punk the heel is like, oh, you rock, you're just going to win the belt and never show up. You're not a workhorse like me. And then The Rock's like, not there. And CM Punk's like, he's not here. <laughs> and everyone's like, rock. rock. <laughs> he's doing more important things, mate. He's got lots of projects on the go. Punk did this amazing whole freak out. I don't know if you guys remember it, after yes. he lost the belt. He never lost. <laughs> yeah, he never lost. That was what he maintained. He took it out on the signs of many children. It's like mm-hmm. Punk would come out every week on Raw after he lost the belt and just zone in on a child's sign and yeah. rip it into smithery. It's great because like normally you
3: get a heel do that and it's like that's BS. I never lost. You didn't pin me fair and square or whatever. But Punk is literally like genuinely like no, I didn't lose. What are you talking about? Like I never lost the championship. Everyone else has gone insane except for me.
0: And what they did to build this up then was Punk stole the belt off The Rock mm. during one of Rock's very unmemorable, completely forgettable appearances on SmackDown of all places. Mm. Punk managed to uh, get the belt off The Rock, and The Rock's very upset about that.
2: You failed. You couldn't beat The Rock, you couldn't get the job done. So what you should do, you should go home tonight and you should think about what any little spoiled brat punk boy should do. The bottom line is this. This Sunday, Elimination Chamber, you're a spoiled little boy. You're standing in the way of The Rock, who is a steamroller of a man. CM Punk. CM Punk, I'm going to beat you this Sunday at Elimination Chamber. I'm going on to WrestleMania, the WWE Champion. Paul Heyman knows it, they know it, and you know it. If you
0: smell what The Rock is cooking. Well, I will say, and we'll talk about it more at WrestleMania. But this rock is seriously dialed down yeah. all the fucking way. He's not even like the weird rock we were complaining about in the rumble or anything like that. He's just like... I don't know. Just It's, there. Like, it's
4: like that promo where Royal rumble like, took all of his life force. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he conjured up all that life force to do that pro- that weird fucking promo and then just, just sort of died a little inside. Yeah, you never go full dusty, daddy. I told you, you never go full dusty on your first promo.
0: There was rumblings at this time and... Again, I love how you, you pointed out how we were less sneering or anything like that, but like I do remember there was a small part of me and you guys that really was hoping that we were going to somehow see something that would end up with Punk being put into this main yes, event at WrestleMania.
3: Yeah. Didn't have to be him winning the belt back, but there was going to be some sort of angle where Punk would be in Make that match. Make it a match. triple threat. Yeah, some way.
0: So we were like very much thinking there's no way that they're literally going to bring the rock back just to beat Punk again yep. before WrestleMania. No way. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Opening world heavyweight championship match. There's no other kind. This is the- yeah, it's just the way
3: it is nowadays. Every pay per view.
0: It's the Big Toe taking on Alberto Del Rito. So show, <laughs> show made a fun noise when his tires got nicked.
2: Ah!
3: Well, this is actually straight away our grunt of the night <laughs> right here because it's it's not even from the pay per view, but it's from a recap on SmackDown when you see Show go to the car park and his coach has had all of his tires nicked, and he just literally looks at it and goes.
5: No, no, no.
3: And, then, and he sits down next to it and starts crying and then gets
4: tomato soup poured on him
3: <laughs> Cole literally says Big Show really deserved this <laughs> and he's like
0: crying covered in paint new favourite Big Show crying moment is Big Show this one, after yeah. having his tyres stolen from his big bus covered in orange gag it's like,
3: just tyres, mate. You can get some new ones from down the road. I'm sure. Like you don't need to
4: cry about mate, it. just
0: mate. You can get a million tyres. Alberto del Rio Edmonds is gonna gack them nonetheless. <laughs> like, <laughs> very much. In, you wanna to draw too much of a Mr Blobby comparison with Big <laughs> yeah. Show? You're in dangerous territory as it is. There, like you know.
4: <laughs> just put him in one of those old uh, leotards that Dusty used to wear, <laughs> <laughs> and he would be Mr Blobby. <laughs> when they come back from that uh, JBL starts talking about the pain that can be inflicted in the Elimination Chamber with a big old fucking smile on his face yeah. that it's fucking great. exposes the business which
3: also begs the question that obviously the main WWE title is going to be Rock vs Punk solo mm-hmm. match the pay-per-view is called the Elimination Chamber and I thought well it must be the other belt they're going to chuck in the chamber that's also a singles match in the opening contest yeah. it's really weird that the chamber match is just for the number one contendership
4: And they keep saying as well throughout it that whoever wins this is going to be in the the main main event. event. It's only before the actual match they actually say one of the main events. But up until that point, it's the main event. The main main
0: event. event. Keeping in mind as well that we still have John Cena who won the Royal Rumble who's going to the main event as well. I mean, there's a couple of reasons for that. The first one is this is the first year where they really started pushing the, oh, there's three main events. And there was going to be triple, quadruple, even if, depending on who's asking. Yeah. It's basically, you call it a main event. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm thinking pretty much everyone is concerned. Unless it's the last match, you have got to struggle to convince me it's a main event. Yeah. Unless you do the, was it WrestleMania 2 or 3, where they had like three
3: cities going on at the same time. <laughs> you have all the main events at the same time. Like, red button experience on network.
0: That's the only way you're allowed to do it. And also, though, this is the first year with the Elimination Chamber where... After a long, long time of them doing two Elimination Chambers, they've just decided to do one Elimination yes. Chamber in a very, very rare moment of restraint being shown mm. by Vince and Co. I will say, though, in keeping in terms of restraint, I do love the story of following up two Last Man Standing matches with the dreaded one-on-one contest. <gasps> What are you going to do, Big Show? What are you going to do when there are rules? What are you going to do when there are four other ways to win? Well, they say,
3: like, this is because Del Rio has never pinned the Big Show. Do you not think keeping a guy down for 10 whole seconds is more impressive than pinning him anyway? Like, yeah, he keeps it, going, yeah.
0: you will never pin me. He's done one better than
3: that, mate. Like, he doesn't need. He's pinned you three times over with a 10 count. Like. <laughs> and one extra. Yeah.
0: Twice. So it's 20. <laughs> yeah. That's like seven times he's yeah. basically
4: pinned you. I never like it when they say that as well because that almost guarantees it'll happen yeah. it actually doesn't for a change here no but whenever they make a big thing it's like oh he's never actually pinned him or he's never almost guarantees out, like... that that's gonna happen yeah
0: yeah and it's kind of like they had this whole thing on the Smackdown where Big Show literally got this big long problem he's, like, he's never, he's in a suit, like he's never pinned me. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> big Show never gets pinned, does <laughs> no, he? No, like... ever. And he always wins the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years in a row. And rough shot he's ran over the WWE he has. The show is basically playing the Big Ale mean bully. And I will say, I'm quite like, I'm a bit disappointed cuz like show was so fucking great in his feud with Mark Henry when we were looking yes. from the previous year. And this is really when that malaise of show turn and face and heel, because they tried to turn in face for WrestleMania after this and then heel again right after. So this is when that real, like, hey, have you noticed that Big Show's turned heel of 59 yeah. million Before fights? it was even a
3: meme, like this is people waking yeah. up to that fact yeah. for the first time. Yeah,
0: it really was doing him damage here. Serious fire from Alberto Del Rio. He's got the crowd firmly behind him, and this is a really, really hot crowd they have here in uh, New Orleans, I believe it is, that they're yeah, in one reason why they're in New Orleans, by the way, is because they announced WrestleMania 30 for New Orleans, and basically doing this meant that The Rock could do the press conference earlier on in the day. Fucking hell.
3: Two birds, one star. Fuck me. That's kind of genius, actually, I've got to admit. And unless
0: CM Punk is this, then no, it was for you, because it's really important you have your rematch. <laughs> Big match on the Elimination Chamber, all for you, not about the press conference, definitely. <laughs> Ricardo Rodriguez comes out again with that bucket, and I'm still trying to figure out the purpose... Mm. Of the bucket? Well, (laughs) maybe it will come into play later on. It's all been foreshadowing. Okay, it coming into play later on... ...still doesn't explain (laughs) why he has it. It doesn't explain why he has it. show smushes Alberto Del Rio early on... ...with a big EOS Vader bomb. Fucking destroys him. And these two... These guys really can wrestle with each other. Yeah. You and know.
3: The crowd is on fire for it Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Like, the crowd are being so great for this match.
0: I love seeing Del Rio look like a star with the big show. It's just the whole thing is still too rushed, like, mm. you know. Yeah. So Del Rio locks in this cross arm breaker. Ricardo Rodriguez like holds the rope away from the big yeah. show, trying to stop him from getting there. Do you like the whole kind of thing of good guys having a you know cheating? Oh, They can when it's a cheeky little manager like Ricardo,
3: where it's sort of like Oh, he's not a real person. He's only, a, he's only a little goon, <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah. let him do what he wants. Like. Half,
0: man, half, man, half man. Show throws the bucket outside of the ring. Still wondering what the bucket is actually for. Are they going to maybe milk the big show later on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks oh, like he's oh, full of milk. He's yeah, a oh, big teeth up.
4: on him, like, you know? <laughs> Just one big one, like. There's <laughs> <Just>
0: only one. <laughs> 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 he's not crying, lactating. He's too much milk you know, in like. him Big show, it's the chokeslam, we get a kick out. Really nasty looking cut on Alberto Del Rio's eye. Mm. Um, if you wonder what happens when you watch wrestling for 20 years like I have, what basically just happens is you get concerned when you see small cuts over Esther's yeah. eyes. Because I know it's every time it's a small cut, I'm like, He yes. <laughs> He's a little cut over his eye and they didn't even mention it. That wasn't it. meant to happen. No. <laughs> show Tease is doing the K.O. Punch. But Del Rio counters, and he's got all these awesome counters, Del Rio. Fucking hits a sweet running in Zagiri on the Big Show. Big Show picks up Del Rio from the cross-arm breaker. The announcers ruin this moment all by bellowing over each other yeah. at the same time. <laughs> JPL, with the strangest line of the ice after Big Show picks up Del Rio. Big Show's like a Jan Bob
4: Backlund.
3: <laughs> what? what I don't know alright John at uh, one point say. as
4: well Lawler just goes he's trying Big Show's trying to make a world heavyweight tortilla
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> what fuck <laughs> me that's
4: just racist yes. and straight else. up racist
3: straight up
4: <laughs> tacos <laughs> <laughs> fuck you Jerry
0: Jesus he was doing that when we were reviewing Attitude Era shows this is 2013 like Jesus Christ don't forget Jerry uh, be a star yeah alright there's a big old botched up finish here well there was until they edited it off the network like they completely snipped it out seriously I couldn't see it there was like a do-back obscuring uh, what was going on there and the ghost of Hayden Kristen kind of giving a thumbs up <laughs> but they, they did edit this didn't they because this yes. was a big
4: fuck up I remember a on the night I don't remember, I don't remember the, the original bit
0: oh it was really bad
3: was really. I don't
4: remember it at all so like, I don't know what you're talking about
3: so Ricardo's trying to interfere he's got the bucket Big mm-hmm. Show takes the bucket off him and he holds it really awkwardly yeah. next to his head like well you get out of here Ricardo <laughs> get now, off my arm." originally Rio does the thing where he runs up the turnbuckle and he missed the enziguri and so he does a big slam on the floor, just completely whiffs it. And show just has to stand there waving this bucket around for like another 20 seconds. Ryan. So they do the spot again, and that's why it's edited on the uh, network. They did a good job of editing it,
0: I will no, say. No, I didn't know at all. Like- and I will say, you gotta, you know, I love Michael Cole with the North Korea levels of, you know, believing the lie. Yeah. I believe. I believe it hit him in the head it didn't Michael it sim- he couldn't hit a fucking camel's arse with a banjo with that fucking shit he didn't come within an arse's roar of hitting him I,
4: I did enjoy the dink though it was a good the sound dink- it was a good dink well, I just love that
0: there's some things that they will go to such lengths to edit out mm. like that and then other things yeah, so- like Jerry's racist jokes <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, plus cool. something that
4: we will talk about in our Wrestlemania episode which they neglect to edit out which I will okay. be talking about so I mm. look forward to that
0: it's just weird it seems to be a real random ass rule mm. what gets edited what doesn't because yeah. there are times where guys look like total jabronis and they keep it all in and then there's like this it's like they've literally made the big show yeah. look like he's did it okay
4: yeah mm. and it's not
3: even Hunter or anything it's Del Rio they're protecting with this edit so it's like why are they going to these lengths
4: is it because Bucket starts with B and so does Benoit <laughs> <laughs> I think you've cracked this wide open. Burst
0: Del Rio wins after the cross arm breaker gets locked in and oh. yes show does not get pinned. he gets tapped out instead but he sells it so great because you've got this amazing camera angle where the
3: camera is right on the rope and so Big Show's reaching into the lens and he can't make it and yeah. he's got a bright purple face like tears in his eyes like and when he finally taps out it was oh fucking awesome selling I
0: like that camera angle because you know I'm sure the uh, tendency or the, uh, the thing they would have liked to have done is to zoom in and out over and over again <laughs> to make it seem like he's going further away <laughs> with their weird camera angles i i love this match it was a real shame about that bucket problems at the end like yeah it's, and it's really bad also it's a real shame that michael cole used the phrase alberto del rio books the odds which is literally the only compliment that remotely sounded like bookish that he could have <laughs> paid him and made me think about it straight away so good on you cole for doing that but yeah awesome match for these two you know
3: genuinely yeah great opener again
4: I enjoyed the match, but there were some issues for out um, with the uh, the directing. Mm. Like, where, there's the bit where um, Del Rio's doing his sea kicks to show, and you can just... The the directing is just... You can just see that his feet aren't touching the show. Yeah, anymore. they're not, not cutting and back. The, like. And there's, there's several moments throughout the match where it's just piss-poor directing, uh, mm. which took it away from me a little bit, just the, the believability of it. That happens
0: a lot with Del Rio, though. If I remember, he has a lot of whiffed enzigurys and kicks and yeah. bits, yeah. and I wonder if that's just the... Because Del Real never spent no time in developmental. He pretty much went straight to yeah. the main roster. I was wondering if that was like kind of him not clicking with their visual style. Is that his responsibility
3: to be in the right place and to be facing the oh, right cameras? I don't cameras. think it
4: is, considering how many cameras there are. Yeah. yeah. Or is that just pissed there should be so. Like there should be enough angles where they can cut to an angle. Well, True.
0: Anytime Triple H does his knee drop, the camera's in the right place, don't you believe? Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> Every time. Coming up next, US Championship on the line Anton Cesaro versus Maz. Mm. fucking face mid. more face <laughs> you know they gave him stubble to make him a face yeah yeah. he's just a
3: guy now he's just like you and me
0: what is Cesaro's gimmick
3: I've no idea <laughs> like it's amazing that people loved him as much as they did considering that like it was almost like WWE were trying to make him confusing it's so
0: good because literally like I, he comes out and he's dressed all in the American gear and he yep. gets pretty much like a silent reaction when he comes out and he's going America, <laughs> USA, <laughs> USA. Why what, what you, do you love America? But in like an annoying foreign way. <laughs> I think like that's it, what it's meant to be,
3: but it does not. That's why off. Zeb
4: liked him so much later. Like, I, I guess. Line. Yeah, you know? it was all foreshadowing.
0: You know what I hate? And immigrants coming over here and enjoying the culture and and really making an effort. How dare you <laughs>
3: integrate? So get you, out,
0: Cesaro here doing this. Me loving Bovril. It's more than the same. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> he's not even into the ring and the Mrs. Music. Yeah. Yeah. he's the champion yeah. I was about to go oh, the champion always should
4: come out second and it's like the champion should at least get his whole full entrance yeah. first or
0: second can it's... I just
4: say though I fucking love Cesaro yeah. Yeah. Cesaro yeah. is one of my favourites of all hell time hell of a wrestler
0: I remember the first time I saw Cesaro I'd never seen him wrestle at all I didn't even know who he was I went when I saw Wrestlemania 25 I went to see the Ring of Honor show that was on earlier on the afternoon before the Hall of Fame And I got to see... I was so lucky because I got to see Cole Cabana, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins. I got to see all these big names Mm. before they went off and became big names, you know, in in WWE and elsewhere. And I remember seeing Cesaro coming out and he was only part of a four-way and he wasn't made out like... He wasn't a top guy or anything like that. And me and my mate Kyle, we just saw him straight away and go, this lad is literally like a trillion dollars worth of money for wrestling. Because he was cut to fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, he was in such incredible condition which you rarely saw guys who were in that good a shape on the mm. indies yeah. and he had this whole entrance he came out with the fucking leather jacket and the scarf and he came out, and he had it timed <laughs> up perfectly. So when he bowed in the ring, at the, and then it end, the music ended perfectly, I thought this guy is such a fucking star. He made such an impact. I love like, when wrestlers you see him yeah. live, that's it's like
3: straight boom. away you know. Yeah. And you
0: and I saw Tyler Bate not that long ago, yes, and, and immediately,
3: Seven. immediately we got him. Like, and straight
0: away, boom, strike. I don't know who you don't you know who you were beforehand. Straight no. away, you recognize this guy's a fucking star. Yes, and it's, it's a shame that like. It's like, not happened. It's not happened no. for Cesaro reverend. I, I, really. I think it is
4: his mic skills. Like I think they they are the main thing holding him back because he really isn't a talker. He's like... just tied up in them four ropes. Like, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> what happens to you, I guess. There's four sides. <laughs> it's really
3: fucking horrible seeing Miz come out and he's got bandages on and the commentary team are doing everything they can <laughs> to make you feel sorry for the Miz
0: making his way to the ring coming from a burning orphanage where he just <laughs> saved a shitload of nuns like fuck, way too many almost <laughs> Miz is falling apart man Good. his ankle was fucked at the rumble now his yeah. shoulder is like I came to die it's the only <laughs> way
3: he can be a face as if you have him be the like injured sympathetic underdog like.
0: Right? but it just makes him look like frail and weak because yeah. the main criticism the whiz, the Wiz the Wiz <laughs> It's- no one beats the Wiz <laughs> <laughs> The main criticism of the Miz was that he's like soft, and then, yeah, from like all like coming the out. Now he's oh, extra oh, soft. Yeah. My tummy's hurt. <laughs> like, you know, recap of Cesaro killing Miz in what was asked to be one of those unnecessarily violent angles yeah. ever he does the giant swing to the Miz into the parricade <laughs> yeah, and right it's and like left something and you right. do in Saints Row 4 like, <laughs> and I love as well that you know that they insisted that Cesaro wore a man bag when yeah. he was in his civvies Cause Vince clearly hates Jim from the office, like, you know. <laughs> you know these guys coming in with their bags looking all kinda sexy with their beige pants. That's what I see you as, Antonio. Like he Kills me, yeah. way too much. That that
3: specific moment was the first time I really, really paid attention to Cesaro because before that he had all the yodeling bollocks and everything. And I oh, was, gee,
0: I forgot about yeah. that. And I
3: thought he was okay, but when you saw that swing, it was like, "Fuck me, this guy is evil!" Like yeah. he's a real tough bastard. The,
4: the speaking of the yodeling, and I know I go on about it all the time, but the Raw in London I went to, we we got Cesaro versus r Truth. Oh, so hey. r Truth came out doing his uh, his old rap stick. And then Cesaro came out and says, "Yeah, your music is very bad. Let me show you how music is done.
0: This is how it's done." <clears throat> hey, ho, you little 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 doido, doido, little doido. Hey, little doido, little doido, Hey, you all 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 do, all 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 he do, all 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 Raiden Walker, a riot sign, made me lol big time. Cesaro immediately goes for the arm. Miz with lots of quick roll etc. I was really surprised to see them actually wrestle a match that was trying to tell a story of like, Mm, Miz realizes that he's fucked, he's only got this one chance, have to end it quick. And Miz is legitimately, is left-handed. And they have him gimmicked up his left shoulder. So, it's actually quite hard for Miz to to do this because he's doing everything with his non-dominant hand. So fair folks, to him for, yeah. for a decent performance here. All that's you know, taken into consideration. Cesaro catches Miz mid-air and delivers a fucking sick shoulder breaker. I will never cease to be amazed at how strong Cesaro is. Just yeah. catching just people. scary strong.
3: Effortlessly strong. Like He makes it look so easy.
0: Because he never looks like he's going like, to fucking die doing you know? it. Because no. you see their guys, like seen it, he picks someone up and there's a big vein the size yeah. of like, Ireland <laughs> bulging in his arm. Even <laughs> like
4: Ryback. Like Ryback yeah. just looks like he's like struggling at all times. Frail see, whale. But yeah, like Cesaro is just greatest of these. Like some of the stuff that we that you see from him in um, Chikara is just insane. Mm.
3: The UFO just, to a huge motherfucker. Like, he's still never not done that in WWE. which no, is insane. don't know if He never he will. will. He never yeah. will, I
4: Don't think.
0: It's a real shame because I do remember at this time that was a guy who was kind of he just kind of debuted for a bit and I was kind of like, oh guys, what do you see? just wait till you see. Just what he wait. Can do. And like they were so slow with even mm. him. Like the swing, like even he once didn't do that like, for years. Yeah, two like, years
3: into his career or something wasn't it's it. It's so like, strange, yeah. like it
0: was almost like they were telling him, Look, don't be so Don't good. get over, yeah. Yeah <laughs> Cause he could and all things like he was bust in the last couple of years, like the springboard, uppercut on I mean, yeah. oh my god. He was doing that in Chikara, like years before this. Yeah, It's like, not a new move for him. He's just not been doing it. Very, very weird. Miz makes his one armed comeback, and I love like how Cesaro's got this really mean offense like every move he does he keeps like rubbing Miz's shoulder or like trapping his arm like and the announcers aren't doing a good enough job of making him out to be this like vicious fucker for doing that it's just like oh you know poor Miz don't really put him over he gets caught midair into a fucking arm breaker by Cesaro who locks in a sick arm bar His lack of knee pads, however, comes back to haunt him as they do a thing out out by ringside where Miz jumps over the stairs and Cesaro runs straight into them, knee first. And he just goes... (laughs) That's gotta hurt. Yeah. Oh, fucking! You hell. You know when
3: it's that noise that it is genuine pain, yeah. like when Randy got his ankle rolled over on that table, and he was like,
0: "Like, oh, <laughs> 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 oh." I got immediate shudder though because Miz starts working the leg, and you know what happened around this time?
4: <gasps> oh, the figure four! Yeah. Oh,
0: god. Jesus. So Rick Flair, for whatever reason, uh, accompanied <laughs> Miz to ringside. During old school Raw. I'm sure he was fucking delighted about that. Like, <laughs> Ric Flair coming out in old school Raw with his fucking sunglasses on. Because he sold his eyes for fucking alivating. <laughs> Even though I can't see you fight people here tonight. I want to show my appreciation for the, the myth. I, I, whatever. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I mean, I'm so happy Flair has got a reason to be around with Charlotte and stuff. Yes. And he really has managed to, you know, have his legacy carried on. Yeah. Cause Jesus Christ, if his legacy was gonna be carried on by fucking Miz. Come in, <laughs> the story they should have ended with this is that Flair kept trying to teach Miz the figure four, but kept getting sidelined and sidetracked into fun stories. Like, <laughs> Which reminds me of me and Tully out one night in San Jose. Like, oh, okay. I won't learn the figure four tonight. He, like he has then. to
3: learn it piece by piece. Like The first time he does it, he can only like do the little turn around and he's like, now what do I do? <laughs>
0: like,
4: you have to master every component part before I'll teach you the whole thing. Would have been a good angle. A terrible end to this match. Uh...
0: Randomly, Miz is like, he's working over Cesaro. He's goes to hit him in the leg, and he does legitimately, it looks like he slips, and he knees Cesaro right in the balls. Like, Cesaro kind of threw the ref and kind of bumped into Miz. Yeah. Oh, hilarity, and yeah, Cesaro gets hit in the balls, and the ref was like, oh, he hit him in the balls, DQ. Yeah. So Miz is like, what the hell, man? And then he kicks him in the balls full force. Yep. That is such a shit, weak ending. Pay-per-view, pay-per-view
4: match, fucking main event ending. Championship like, not, match. Not right. even like... N- not even like a raw ending, it's its main event.
0: That's the fuck. Because, like, on raw, these two wrestle like the week before and the fucking week after. This is right in the height of all this, like, shitty 50 50 booking where half the matches you're seeing here tonight, you're seeing on raw yeah. with the actual finishes. And this whole thing here is like, oh, guess we have to tune into raw and find out. I hate that so much. Yeah,
3: fuck that. I don't want to. Like, obviously, that's their mentality is it like, oh, well, if you want to see how it actually goes down, watch raw, why should
0: I? Like, why would I actually give a fuck at this point? It kind of feels like they're doing that more here in, than they do now. Even though now, with the network, they could get away with it, kind of, like, oh, it doesn't yeah. matter, because you know, you've got 20 million pay-per-views, you're only paying yeah. nine quid, whatever it is, we'll do a screwy finish, tune into Raw. Whereas here, you're paying your 50 quids, yeah. Yeah. or fucking joining a snooker bar, <laughs> and you don't get your fucking proper fish. No. That's fucking bullshit, right? These just some show Raw, that sucks. <laughs> Kane psychs himself up for the chamber Daniel Bryan wonders how come he's so grumpy are you still giving me the silent treatment partner I mean you're still not upset about the Royal Rumble match are you I mean it was every
2: man for himself and besides you eliminated me after you were already eliminated if anything I should be the one not talking to you well why don't you try that then why are you so grumpy grumpy you know, that's ironic because from where I stand, you look like one of the Seven dwarves. I'm not grumpy, I'm focused. The winner of the Elimination Chamber match goes to a main event at WrestleMania. I've been in WWE for 15 years, Daniel. And I have never competed in a main event at WrestleMania. So this match tonight, It is a big deal for me. I understand. But listen, it may come down to me and you in there. But before that, I say we do what we always do we watch each other's back. Team Hell No Style. What do you say, partner? Okay, here's
0: the deal. Okay. You watch my back. Okay. And I'll watch my back too. Okay I have enjoyed so much With this little rewatch Of this time Of watching all this Daniel Bryan and Kane Team Mm. now stuff It's just It's aged so well Yeah it It has It's
3: so fucking good And I never appreciated Kane's role as much As I do now as well His awful delivery Is so good Every time he says anything Like Fine You look after me and I'll look after me too. Like, it is that proper Dwight Shrewd. Like, this guy's fucking rubbish, but it's yeah, great. Like, like,
4: that's gonna happen. <laughs> it, it, like, whenever Kane speaks, it's, it, it sounds like that time you slowed down um, Sable. <laughs> <laughs> still alive, once, yeah, Brian. Because once
0: I dance, I never stop. <laughs> so he says that Brian is grumpy. Because he looks like one of the seven dwarfs. (laughs) And then Kane's like, I'm not grumpy, I'm focused. Which is good, because focused was the best of the seven dwarfs. (laughs) Grumpy, sleepy, focused. Got shit done, like, you know. He's like, come on, let's go, work. They're hugging edge. Oh. Which is lovely. And they agree that they're going to watch Kane's back (laughs) together. (laughs) Brian watches back and Kane watches back. They started here, and we might as well say it now, because they don't do it. They start here building towards a match, it seems, at WrestleMania between these two. This started the Rumble, all throughout the Raws, all throughout the SmackDowns, literally until a week or two before WrestleMania, it seems like they're going with a full-on split with these two, and then they just don't. Yeah. So it's a bit weird, because I feel like we never had the proper... You know, these two split
4: in a, in a, in a yeah. satisfying way. Extreme Rules 2014.
0: Oh,
3: for I sake, <laughs> To be honest, I kind of like that in a way, because it does really go without saying that when there's a tag team and they've got over and they've had a good run, especially when it's WrestleMania season, you almost expect, like, well, they've got to break up now and have their big match. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to not always have that, like, because really, really realistically... Would it have been a good match? That's it. I don't, don't
0: know if I
4: want to see like, Kane and Daniel Bryan. Kane
3: Bryan, like, I'm, come on. They're both great, but that wouldn't have been worth no, watching. No, it wouldn't have been worth watching. So more, you don't much. need it. It doesn't have to happen every tag team.
4: Mate, Daniel Bryan jumped off a forklift.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's why Kane went through a flaming table at the end yeah, of the That match. was the same yeah, match, yeah. That's, that's unnecessary. right. Unnecessary. So <laughs> weird. Speaking of weird, this one's going to be fucking weird to talk about. Yep. Elimination Chamber match. Mark Hornry, Chris Jericolo, Daniel Bryan, Randy O. Kane, and the All American American from Jack Swagger's America. It's Jack Swagger. Long Island Iced Z himself. <laughs> Long Island Iced America.
1: <laughs> WrestleMania. Where superstars can solidify their legacies to realize this dream they must go through this structure
2: the last opportunity to main event wrestlemania
1: an unpredictable environment born from shattered bodies and crushed souls you look on the faces of these superstars you see fear trepidation almost an unknowing of what to expect Reminding those who enter that men are merely flesh and bones. These men are playing Russian Roulette for their careers. A match with survival is just the beginning. Welcome to the Belly of the Beast. The rules are as follows. Two men will start this match. Four other superstars will be locked in those Lexang chambers. Randomly, the pods will open up, unleashing another victim. In an instant, a one-on-one match can morph into a triple threat match, which can transform into a fatal four-way and spiral into an all-out brawl.
2: Every man for himself inside the chamber. It is all about headlining. WrestleMania,
1: you're eliminated via pinfall or submission, the last superstar remaining after all the others have been eliminated will be the winner and will main event, Wrestlemania. Six superstars in a relentless battle.
2: What are these men willing to go through the headline WrestleMania?
1: A match that can change course at any time.
2: Only one in six that
1: you're actually going to be able to win that matchup. No one knows what will happen. No one leaves the Elimination Chamber the same. But at this moment, one thing's for sure. The winner of that Chamber match will face the World Champion in one of the main events
0: at WrestleMania. The Elimination Chamber, in case you're keeping score at home, is born from the crushed bodies and souls of the damned souls who enter it, apparently. <laughs> mm. It's a bit over the top. It's made out of bones. Yeah. <laughs> bones. <laughs> this lad goes full on Crypt Keeper in this. Like He, he, he goes, like, proper evil. Like, the crypt, the souls, those damned mortals who entered here. And then he just goes, the rules are as follows. <laughs> Each participant will begin he do literally you, like fully goes Do, do you remember the, uh, the
3: the VHS board game Atmosphere It was <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Player three, it is your
0: turn to roll the dice and enter the Elimination Chamber. And of course, once Brian got eliminated, he gets sent into the Black Hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sees so it's great because he goes, A one-on-one match can easily become a triple threat, a fatal four-way, And so on,
3: (laughs) Because there isn't one for five.
0: Yeah, there is. We're talking about there is. Freaky five days. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever you pin, you have to become Lindsay Lohan.
4: (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about it the other day. There isn't one. There isn't a name. There's one, two, three, four, six. Yeah, Fatal
3: 4-Way, Triple Threat, Six Pack Challenge nothing for five championship scrambles have got five people in them. boom but you can't just have like not every five way match is a scramble
0: championship scramble I literally got a little hungry like ooh oh I could go for one of them (laughs) 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 bit of sriracha on it it's a new Tesco thing Kevin's
4: championship (laughs) scramble (laughs) pick up your free recipe card if someone wants to photoshop that please do
5: (laughs)
0: That is a timely reference. I've been in Tesco's a lot lately, and that, that is what they're all about at the minute. They've done all the rules um, in a gothic way, and then afterwards, Lillian just repeats all the rules. Yeah. They make it seem way
4: more complicated than it is. So straightforward. It's so, yeah. Yep, you know? A new
3: guy comes in every now and then, just pin each other, fucking fight, that's it, like, come on.
4: Fight until there is one of is left.
0: Easy. Easy peasy mate. And uh, thankfully they didn't decide to start like making fun of her or like, you know, like laughing at her. Or, like if she's was jeering. Howard or jeering. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they save that for if she falls over and hurts herself. <laughs> 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 uh, guess what? what? today, someone at work hurt themselves. <laughs> Fucking pricks. Like, yeah. Always making fun of her. Right, we might as well have a now. Uh, we need to have a swag chat. Here it is. Here it is. Man um, of the hour. Man of the hour. Too sweet to be sour. Give him some weed or he'll be sure to glower. It's uh, <laughs> Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger has only went and got himself a hyper push. Mm. So last time we saw Jack... He was having his like... Losing street. Losing's like Brodus. And- yeah. Mm-hmm. The last time we saw Jack, it was a refocused Jack Swagger heading to the ring after being humiliated by the Muppets. Yeah. So Jack took a bit of a hiatus. In storyline, he told Vicky Guerrero, you know, I need to go away. I've been winning my matches. I'm, I'm out of here. So he went away for like a few months. And this is when Jack was wearing his sweet street shark's gear. You know, mm. the blue kind of jagged ones. So he goes away for a few months. And then a couple of weeks before the Elimination Chamber, when Booker T, SmackDown General Manager, and Teddy Long were like, okay, we want people to impress us, and then you get to be in the chamber. The Chamber, by the way, folks, they changed the entrance like a million, billion times with this. Ray Mysterio was meant to be in at one point. He was taken out. Mark Henry was brought in. This changed lots.
3: Yeah, because then Jack Swagger had to beat Triple H in a Buried Alive match. <laughs> he had to do a Brahma Ball Rope match with The Rock, didn't he? Yeah, that, that was still. it, you know? Yeah.
0: So Jack Swagger, he came back and uh, things were, were a little bit different for Jack. Because he started winning his matches. Oh. And the announcers were putting him over like he was the second coming of Christ. Like he wrestled Kofi Kingston like a competitive regular match. And like, whoa, he's so rejuvenated. Magalai, he's like a new man I'm seeing before. It's just unbelievable. He started having a manager come to the ring with him. Mm. A manager who you and I are familiar with from our good old venture into... Uh, Heroes of wrestling. Heroes of wrestling. Yeah. Dirty Dutch Mantel, a.k.a. Zeb Coulter became his manager. The idea of giving Swagger a push—they did it before, you know that. Yeah, yeah. He they was tried to. world heavyweight champion before. Mm-hmm. He apparently was Dusty Rhodes' Prize pupil in developmental. So bizarre. And like, you know, J.O. recruited him. Dusty thought he was the fucking dog's bollocks. Just Jack Swagger we're talking about. Someone like Dusty that values
3: the importance of a promo as well to love Jack Swagger, a man that can't fucking talk to save his
0: life. It's yeah. so bizarre and it's funny because like Vince you know he's always had a problem with guys who've had speech impediments of any kind of any kind yeah. Cody and Jack were two lads who like at the same time were getting the heat from yeah. Vince for it Cody went off and apparently had like serious like real intensive speech therapy language training Good speech God. and drama classes and you wouldn't know that Cody had a lisp now if you no. would hear him speak been mm-hmm. eradicated Jack didn't get rid of his lisp as quickly. He doesn't have it really, but it was I think we talked about this before about the yeah. bullying it out yeah. of you. And it's just like when he was a heel and the, he was trying to be world champion and they had like Christian going, Hey Jack Swagger, suffer, fuck it
4: come on man. grow up I, I still find it bizarre the whole thing with Cody like make, being made fun of for his lisp considering who his dad is yeah the lispiest motherfucker in yeah. the world and one of the greatest talkers of all time that's different
0: though because you know Dusty is like the exception to the rule I guess yeah. in their yes mind. honestly yeah but like you're never you will never come into the WWE with a speech impediment and be like hang on a second let's see if no they won't give you a chance they'll just bury you well that unless sucks. you Mike Tyson that is yeah like, you get course. away with it you know the idea of Jack Swagger's gimmick started to take on full effect once Zeb Culture appeared. And when Zeb appeared, it was really cool. They did try to tie it in like he was not just a new character. When he appeared, they had Jerry Lawler going, Oh my God, that's... that's Yeah. Because yeah. uh, Jerry Lawler would have wrestled uh, Dutch Mantel a yeah. lot in uh, Memphis and would have had a lot of dealings with him. And they called him Zebekiah Coulter when he first came out, which was interesting because he was a manager back in the new generation called Uncle Zebekiah. Huh. He actually managed... So is he
4: supposed to be the same person then? S-
0: kinda. That's a nice little bit of context. But it does, it does work because he was like... In, as, as Uncle Zebukaya, he was this like guy from the mountains who managed the Bruise Brothers, who were uh, the Bruise, <laughs> the Bruise, bro- you know, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking uh, uh, DOA, the they owners were the Bruise Brothers, yeah, the, amazing, the, the fucking owners of TNA, the, the Owl Boys. <laughs> <laughs> but,
4: but there's also history because he is like in the unfamiliar sense, he's Jack's uncle. He's a very good friend in, uh, of his father's. The idea they, was that, fought yeah, vi- no, they fought in Korea together? No, they fought in Vietnam. So
0: Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger's dad fought in Vietnam together. So they had Zeb Coulter come out. And I'll tell you straight away, all right, I know this thing went fucking off the rails and loads of shit happens between now and the end of this. But when this first started, I was so fucking mm. intrigued. Because you had Dutch Van who's someone I have always loved. I think he's one of the most fascinating minds in wrestling. And he had been through a real shit go of it. Like, he had been kicked out of TNA. He got blamed for a load of shit that he didn't do. His daughter died as well, didn't she? His daughter died in the most tragic circumstances. It was like a random hit and run. Oh. Like, a dude, like, just ran her over and kept driving. And he got the law changed, though. Yeah, he
4: got the law changed. He went to... con. He, like... Zeb Kaldemel, Dutch Mantel, in Congress, like, talking to, like, in Congress, That's changing amazing. the law.
0: It's fucking incredible. And, yeah. like, one thing I always thought was so nice about this is that you can tell from when you see Zeb here that he's not, like, he's looking fairly rough, like he's been through some fucking shit. But it was so nice that this really did rejuvenate him and gave him a chance to be part of the rest of the world again and introduced him to a whole new, you know, era and all yeah. that. That's great. What was weird, though, was the whole storyline with this, which was... I wanna tell you something. I've been seeing people around here who've got faces that don't look like mine, who don't look, they ain't quiet like me. They don't speak English. And he never flat out said, fucking Mexicans coming over here Nick no. her. he never that's what was weird about this angle
3: very very carefully towed around it like they, they everything else under the sun apart from saying that
4: it, it was somewhat of a refreshing storyline because like WWE's got a history of making fun of uh, liberal politics yep. it's, yes. no, it's no secret that Vince and Linda are both Republicans yeah. but like <laughs> they've never really made fun of conservative and far right ideology before yes. Well, so had... it's kind of refreshing for them to sort of take on that angle of look at these fucking idiots they've done
0: that before though they did it one time before and it was funny because this this was happening around the time of the whole the tea party thing that were happening and the birther movement and mm. around this time there was a lot of there was a lot of wackiness let's just say on the right hand side of American Mm. politics but they did this before very similar with JBL's character when he first debuted in like 2004 it was the height of everyone hating George Bush after him being Mm. re-elected and all that and they once again they played up that character with pure Republican right leaning you know JBL going down to the border keeping everyone safe since I've been champion, there's not been a single terrorist attack God, on American yeah, soil, all and they actually are. It's probably because they're fucking right-wing Republican heads themselves. They're actually quite good at
4: writing at, that stuff.
0: They're actually better at lapooning right-wing values than liberal values. Always, always, always. Because they did it a little. Because if they do a liberal thing, it'll always be to the extreme. But here, I think it's because it's them. They try to do it subtly, so they're not making themselves out to be obvious monsters. Mm-hmm. But the whole reason this whole angle started and then wanted to do this angle was there was a wrestler down in Mexico, still wrestlers there, called R.J. Brewer. And R.J. Brewer, who had a very straightforward gimmick for a guy wrestling in Lucha Libre, he was from Arizona was his gimmick, he was a white American guy and he fucking hated all these Mexican wrestlers. He hated their culture, he hated that they were destroying the border towns, he hated that they were destroying you know the American way of life. It was basically Swagger's gimmick turned up to ten without them having to worry about sponsors and stuff Right. and Nightline which is a big news kind of review show in America kind of like uh, Newsnight it's kind of Newsnight yeah. basically they did a feature on R.J. Brewer's gimmick and even though R.J. Brewer was only doing it in like small border towns and small promotion, it, it, yeah it wasn't it? a yeah. big fucking main like he wasn't a yeah, headline yeah. AAA with the shit they did a, a little video on it and showing R.J. Brewer and R.J. Brewer play, plays up the character to the tilt he's like oh yeah I mean I don't want Mexicans coming over here. And he played it all up. Even to the point where his name, Brewer, is actually named after the Arizona governor at the time, who was also called Brewer, and she was known for being a person who instigated these really harsh uh, border patrols and all this stuff. So literally, writers saw that, and then the next week, Swagger has a new gimmick. We're having that, like... We're just going to have it. Like, R.J. Brewer's gimmick got nicked. Like, there's no two ways about it. Because yeah. I was like... I remember hearing about R.J. Brewer at the time. And the, but, like, literally, it's like... Nightline on, like, the 13th of February... 14th of February. Welcome to Jack Swagger's America! Yeah. You know, it's straight away they yeah. took it. What did you think of it, though? I mean, the whole... I love Sad thing. I
3: love it. I think that for this era of really homogenized PG wrestling it was nice to have something that was edgy without straying into being straight-up yeah. classless. Like, it was still offensive, but in a way that it was like, I'm not offended by WWE's mishandling. It's, I'm yeah. offended because they're making me offended on purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's it interesting. Because
0: I think a lot of people always think that we just get offended by, like, everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And we go out of way to be offended by things and thinking that, you know, you can't... Have storylines about anything that's, you know, outside of the pale or anything that's a little bit risky or Mm -hmm. dealing with any sort of serious issues. And if you go back and you listen, 99.999 times out of 100, it's always because WWE have done it in a really fucking ham-fisted, awkward way where they've been really just fucking insensitive. Whereas here, it kind of felt like they weren't saying it as bad blatantly as they could have mm. Yeah, you could so easily kind of see like oh, I fucking hate Mexicans they're ruining this oh, fuck, get out of here yeah. get the
4: fuck out of my country and they actually did quite a good job the, with the it. media was all over it as well Like yes. the whole thing with Glenn Beck and then like Um, Zeb Coulter calling out Glenn Beck to come on Raw and he didn't show up so he made the video
3: well we'll we'll get into that in a bit more depth next time at Wrestlemania yeah I think we should save our Glenn Beck chat for Wrestlemania
0: but Glenn Beck wasn't the first person they approached at this time before Glenn Beck they actually approached Alex Jones oh my god imagine imagine Alex Jones in wrestling
4: (laughs) you're
0: taking my (laughs) pills hey hey I've got a conspiracy and the only way the only way to get to the end of this conspiracy is by buying all my branded merchandise Nice. So go on, buy my pills, buy my t-shirt, buy my coasters, get a beer koozie, buy, please buy things. I need, I, I, I love money, okay? I, I, I need it. I need it to fund my lifestyle. <laughs> Putting chemicals in the water turn the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see there was one, it was a picture of him with a place full of meat. It's just full of meat, right? Red, raw meat, and he's there looking as serious and as red and as raw as the meat on the plate in front of him. Going, I'm going to have a barbecue on the Fourth of July. Fuck you, Obama. <laughs> I
4: fucking love Alex Jones. I I,
0: love Alex if Jones. only they got him. I because mean, oh, apparently Glenn didn't show as he said, but Alex Jones apparently considered it. Really? He mentioned kind of going, "I'm weighing it up." I'll oh. see if they're going to my pills. For- <laughs> 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 I think it's like, it's cool they did this, but you do have to realise they weren't doing this to be, to be like, oh, let's, you know, open up some eyes. Yeah, They were trying to get mainstream attention. They were trying to make money. And this, they thought, was the surefire way to make Del Rio be the Hispanic
4: star. Yeah. And it you know. worked to an extent, but then you did see people in the crowd and people watching at home Treating them as faces. You don't yes. ask
0: him to sing along with you. Don't, yeah. The We the yeah. People thing was such a bad thing.
3: That was <laughs> a big backfire on their part. Like having a, a really fun catchphrase and really excellent entrance music really kind of muddied up the fact that they were vicious heels.
0: I just loved as well that Zeb looked different he, he looked the part he mm. did it's just oh, so often you had managers always look kind of very glossy clean and he was this Wearing fucking suit, dirty look he's all fucking holes in his clothes and he just looked like he hadn't fucking showered it's this mm-hmm. dirty fucking horrible man and i just loved that they were able to pitch it it, it had so much potential none of that potential i think was remotely realized nope. not even close but the thing they need to bear in mind is and why it never would have worked i guess is that traditionally that whole border patrol you know get out of here as a way to entice you know Hispanic fans are getting over in Mexico and Latin America apparently it plays very very hot in the border towns like right. you know on the border you know because that's a part of the life apparently yeah. it plays quite a lot but apparently the rest of Latin America and the rest of Mexico it's not they're just indifferent. They're, they don't care as much. Mm. Like if you go to an indie show uh, or you go to a lucha show on any of the border towns, you will see always someone doing a border patrol type gimmick. Mm. The further south you go, the less that gets over, and yeah. the less like you are to see it. Well, so. I guess
3: like if you're just an average like Mexican person, just you know getting on with life, and this character is sort of being like, "We don't want you to emigrate to our country." You'd be like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> I, I live here anyway, so I don't want to live in your country."
0: So, yeah, interesting one. We'll talk more about Swagger and his big push and how that all went for him in our next episode. But, yeah, there's definitely a a lot to talk about here with with old Swaggy and Zeb. When Swagger comes out, you look at his eyes. Mm. He he had, like... There was something that Swagger did at this time as well. He looked like... He was really trying hard to actually yeah. carry himself in a different way. He had the beard, the hair all down. He had this kind of faraway look in his eye. They were always trying to pitch it that Swagger had been brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Swagger went away, he needed to kind of get his head together. I'm your dad's old friend, come to my compound. And all of a sudden, he's making these weird videos. You see the YouTube videos they did? Yeah. It's actually still up, youtube.com forward slash we the people's Zeb culture's viral marketing. It's just him and Jack Swagger playing backdrop with the Don't Tread on Me flag. Going, I want to tell you something about jobs in America. I've read loads of statistics and misinterpreted them. And they would do a little chat about I
3: loved that. And I remember at the time... I felt like, oh, this is how WWE is going now. Like, all the guys are going to have channels and they'll all do Mm. their own promos online. And so, like, everyone will finally have mic time because they'll all be doing it on the web. It just never happened. It was only, like, strangely enough, this old man that was the one that was taking
0: advantage of social
3: media. I've heard
0: about this YouTube.com. It's never going to get over, so it'll be gone in two years. (laughs) Zeb, if you could be touting your racist opinions, that would really be great. (laughs) I want to tout you something. Um, I loved as well they did, did you guys ever see The thing with J.R. And Zeb Coulter And Jack No <laughs> They did a segment Where Jack Swagger Like Was being interviewed By Jim Ross And Jim Ross was like Now Jack I know you're daddy And uh, I recruited you From the University of Oklahoma And my God, what's happened to you, Jack? Don't you see that this man has brainwashed me? And then, he tried to like you know uh, save him from the, the cult of culture and Swagger was having none of it. Like Aww. poor old Jim Rod like what's happened to you, man? Don't you see you're racist? Get off that brat bar, no, Jack. <laughs> Zeb has his promo. Chat's Tommy Jefferson and the Louisiana Purchase. I was a big fan of this because I, I you don't know about me, a little known Kevin fact. I love American history. Yeah. Fucking love American history. And you know what I did after this? I looked up and I watched a, a video about the Louisiana Purchase and I learned something new. It was great. Thank you, Zeb Coulter. He's the real hero of wrestling, isn't he? Really, we the people. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. We the people who now know more about the rich background of American history. I do love going along with the whole brainwash
3: gimmick that when Zeb finished talking, Jack the work because I always remember it as being like "We the
0: people." Yeah. But instead, he's like
2: "We the people!" We, just we the
0: people! I oh, just over and over. Do you like as well that Zeb used the face down in the muck when talking about being in <laughs> <laughs> This country's on his ass. Man. Alberto Del Rio laugh does not stop and start at your fucking convenience. <laughs> um, Jack Swagger's America sounds like an interesting place let's just say. Kane coming out he's a tie team champion has he got a belt? Nope. Nope. Of course not why would they have that? JBL as well with Chris Jericho coming out Chris Jericho beating the lax of The Undertaker Triple H and unfortunately me (laughs) so let's go putting himself over there in that nice top category Um, I like when
3: Henry comes out Cole with 100% sincerity says really looking forward
0: to seeing how Mark Henry is going to fit in that pod (laughs) (laughs) like just thinking aloud (laughs) I thought it was really great to see Daniel Bryan and Chris Jericho starting things off yes great choice Bryan's first match in NXT and WWE was against Chris Jericho and these two really just fucking like butter these guys could work so smooth 100% mat resting I fucking adore it they rested on the steel so I mean we might as we'll talk about that new chamber now I mean do you prefer having that kind of the soft mats and whatnot on the outside did it lose it's kind of tortured playground of the souls or whatever
3: I was one of those people that as soon as I saw the new one I was like bullshit that's really soft and safe now and then literally one person said to me like yeah but they're not going to be like really hurting themselves as bad and I was like oh yeah that's actually (laughs) that's a really good thing I would like it if my favourite wrestlers can wrestle for a longer amount of time and
4: the fact that they could actually stand up now on the pods instead of just sort of doing a crouch and just just trying to do something (laughs) always looks so terrifying did you like the sexy music they played when the new person was coming out
0: yeah coming out and what are they wearing you know very very alluring indeed I will say when Swagger came out he did look like buff evil Sam Chaplin there for a moment <laughs> with, the, with the blonde going on there he clears house he puts over so fucking strong what yeah. they kept saying as well like it was The whole gimmick with Swagger was that they were saying he's impressive and that's why he got in the chamber because he impressed the general managers and he's so impressive. I'll tell you one thing that's impressive from Swagger here, the fucking grunts. Oh my God.
3: Noisy boy. Unbelievable. Grunts and bumps. The (laughs) amount of
4: times throughout this match that Swagger takes a fucking horrific looking bump Mm -hmm. onto the steel. It's incredible how much uh, he's uh, doing it. Yeah,
0: Grumps. Grumps. (laughs) Brian does a diving knee right out onto the steel. Kane's in next with the distracting music completely drawing away from the action. Brian and Kane start working together ever so briefly like they're kind of the pals and then Brian immediately rolls up Kane. I love that it's all it's always him.
3: He's always the one that's like we've got to to stick together and then he always the second he gets a chance he fucks Kane over.
0: Once again to draw attention to Sam Chaplin uh, from Cinema Swirl but he's just like the guy on The Chase. (laughs) We'll we'll split the money, yeah? Daniel Bryan has stolen the money. Yeah! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> what a year Brian has had.
3: Yeah. Yeah. His character has been through so many different turns. Like, it's fucking lovely. Like,
0: his character from Elimination Chamber 2012. And they're like, they bring it up, like, oh, he was defending the World Championship in the chamber last year. And he went from that. To being, you know, the guy you lost in eighteen seconds, to being that really aggressive, vicious, evil Daniel Bryan he was briefly, mm. and
4: then to be the complete
0: comedy and
3: Anger Management. And then the
4: following year wow. where he is at that point.
3: Yeah. Honestly, that yeah, that two year period is a very interesting look at like how one character can go through so much in such a short time.
4: Absolutely.
0: And as well, it's it's so interesting to see that when you see like, you know, Randy comes out next. And look Randy Ord, like where is he from this time last yeah. year? Identical and exactly this time the year the after it, you know. He, it's really nice when you see a big featured player have a huge change in his character and it works. It's not kind of like forced or anything like that. Randy clears house and does lots of silly faces as he DDTs Kane onto the steel and kills himself as well. That was a real. Oh, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> Jewel superplexes to D. Bryan and Jack Swagger. Everybody is down, and as you see, Mark Henry just seething as yeah. the tires yeah. go down. He comes out and he fucking kills everyone. Love it, love, love it, love Mark it. Henry. I had in my head that Henry, once he had his injury and he came back, that was it, game over. Mm. Mm. But here he looks strong. WrestleMania's got a good ending, and you know what comes the summer after this. We got pink blazer, pink, yeah. You know, so you got that salmon blazer Mark Henry took forward to what a, him as well two years. I know, like, yeah. What a fucking goal! Just it. getting
3: a second wind. We get a,
4: we get a great line from commentary: Mark Henry is the poster boy for annihilation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> annihilation, the new energy drink from Rockstar. <laughs> Randy gets tossed through the pod by Mark Henry. Kane gets caught off the top rope and also eats the world's strongest slam. And he gets eliminated. Mm. Fucking hell. Yeah. I love this. Swagger and YTJ double suplex Mark onto the steel. That looks so fucking sore. I thought Henry's going to go through it. (laughs) (laughs) YTJ goes for the lion's salt. Mark catches him on the ropes and screams, That's what I do. (laughs) That is such a great catchphrase. It's too good. That's what I do. Fucking brilliant. I like... There's so few catchphrases where guys have where it seems to come just naturally out of him saying it when he's... Like, Super City was like that as well. He just yeah. said it when he was kicking ass. That's what I fucking love. I love when it's like an action line where it's like, I'm in the middle of doing something kick-ass and hmm. just... Boom, throw away a line like you know I told you not to piss me off What <laughs> kind of thing you mean I was thinking more of a wanna grow a herb garden here's a couple of acres like you know and then give it a big kick or
4: something Yeah. <laughs> not knock, knock who's there Brayden Walker <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna knock your lights out and he's saying that as he's putting him in a boring submission <laughs> <like>.
0: <laughs> press time to Y2J back into the ring and we do like the three on one to get him out of the ring yeah. big boot from Swagger Codebreaker or KO with a of course it's the double super secret special or KO because it's an RKO where Randy goes <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> now, there's many layers to the RKO. If it's out of nowhere, it's obviously got a top tier. But if he goes a little clap beforehand and kind of pivots, yeah. then you know it's got extra mustard on it. Mm. Fucking love, love uh, Henry here getting the three odd one to be eliminated. Yeah. Comes back and he kills everyone, yeah. including the referees. What he does. Fucking love Mark. So, I will say, re watching this Part in time. And I was swear, like, we were watching this to look at the Attitude Era guys and, you know, The Rock. That's really what it was about. Yeah. The Rock, because he's the Attitude Era, right? And then you look back and you see Big Show, Mark Henry, and Kane, I'm going to throw in there as mm-hmm. well. Three lads who've reinvented themselves so much and, like, are putting on better matches here than they probably were during the Attitude Era. They're yeah, putting on
4: better matches than The Rock.
3: Yeah? Yeah, for sure. And this is the thing is that, like, past couple of years, say from, like, 2015 onwards or so... The three of them, Kane, Big Show, and Mark, have become known as sort of like three old, don't really move around so much anymore, but they cart them out just because they're names yeah, and yeah. they're big, massive guys. They're all going to win
0: the Royal Rumble.
3: So when, looking back, I was expecting like, well, we're not going to have anything exciting out of these guys. But like you say, all three of them, every time we've seen them on pay-per-view, especially when it was Show versus Henry, yeah. like they were pulling out fucking great matches.
0: I think it's, it's you mentioned as well, and I think it's a point that's definitely been proven more so the more of these episodes that we've done which is if you're someone who's going back and say like, oh the rock you know the mm-hmm. rocks come back and you turn on you see big show in this kick-ass match yeah or mark henry being a total badass or kane kicking ass to do some really entertaining with brian you're gonna stick around like yeah these guys and the Shields i think probably did a lot more to bring people back in than probably the rock ever did. yeah because they'll or, still be there tomorrow yeah exactly like. to keep them there even at least yeah. So Teddy Long comes out in a suit that is both too big and too blue. <laughs> Serious big blue suit from there, and he escorts Mark Henry away after he has laid everyone out. Randy and Jericho put on a fucking clinic here. Fucking brilliant. Swagger and Jericho trade some submission moves. Randy breaks it up. Why?
4: Yeah. <laughs> What's
0: that and then JBL is like, uh, it could be about pride. Bride. Oh, <laughs> fucking stupid. Oh, then we get the ultimate, ultimate RKO. But he doesn't hit it. Because if he hit it, probably would have killed him. Because not only did he do the clap and do the pose, he the clap, he pointed to the WrestleMania sign. Oh. Went, Set up, clap, point, oh. If he hit that, he may have killed the man. <laughs> we get an RKO after. So that gets countered. Lionsall gets countered. RKO. Jericho gets eliminated. And immediately Swagger rolls up. Randy Orton. Straight away. Swagger wins the elimination chamber and I was remember being really really happy about this at the time because it meant we got to hear that sweet entrance music yeah, yeah. we got to hear that a second time knowing what happens to Swagger what are your thoughts on just him getting this big win and him actually taking it because we say so often with WrestleMania 27, 28 they're not putting over these new guys yes. they made it to be Jabronis you can't argue that they're giving him a go here. Yeah. yeah,
3: That was the most refreshing thing is that like in a match where you've got people like Jericho and Randy Orton and Mark Henry, for someone like Swagger to finally just suddenly get a big, hey, we're pushing this guy now. We're very clearly pushing this guy. And it's guy. not just
0: we're, you know, putting him back on the stove, you know, like he back to what he was. It's like new gimmick, new Jack Swagger. Yeah whole thing thought out because I think straight away when we saw this everyone was talking oh shit him and Del Rio Mm. they're obviously going to do a big big thing you know I don't know what are your thoughts on Swag's winning here Billy
4: I remember at the time um, I didn't watch this pay-per-view with you guys Um, I think I had uni the next day or something so I didn't watch it so I ended up watching it on a train from Lincoln back to Chester and I remember you guys telling me immediately you know you're not going to actually fucking believe who wins the chamber match it's really great it's going to be really great and then I remember going back on the train and then I remember Adam texting me. He said, uh, ignore what we said about um, <laughs> <during> <laughs> the only <great things. laughs> um, Something's happened. <laughs> something's come up. And then, yeah, that's why I watched it. Saw that Swagger One got excited then saw the news about what he fucking did. Yeah. So, fucking moron. Le- two days after this? Two days. T- two, at the two days. Yeah. yeah, after
0: Smackdown tapings weed the people yeah jack swagger more like bong swagger yeah. am i right i remember the first thing we like i think our first reaction
3: was like oh we should go on youtube and see if someone's done a smoke weed everyday remix <laughs> of, of his song yet because that's definitely gonna happen we found
0: one at last and it just was day 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 did have weed in it <laughs> <laughs> there's unfortunately when people are, are stoned who are making these you can't in a hurry like, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real quick like that you know. <laughs> So Jack Swagger got caught with uh, a quantity of marijuana. Uh,
4: there some pills, I believe, as well. I
0: think it was. I think it was some papers. But what he what he went down for was the misdemeanor charge of having marijuana. He got let out, and he got in big trouble. And straight away, you know, this is like if you were. I mean, I was gonna say, oh, if you're anyone else, but honestly, if anyone was plucked from obscurity, given a big gimmick, yeah. big push, and was fucking pulled over mm-hmm. straight away and fought with a big bag of weed on him this was I mean you know you knew straight away and that's what kind of hurt this was that literally within two days of this it's like okay he's losing yeah, yeah. Billy Gunn did straight away like yeah there's no way not like, even like
3: Billy Gunn was just like he didn't have what it takes to pull it off we don't know if Jack Swagger had what it took because we never get to find out because he never out, recovered like, from
0: it like no. Jack Swagger Is a great wrestler, like technically speaking, like because you see him in the ring with the right opponent and when he gets the right chance. Because he's he's literally a guy who only ever got fucking five or seven minute matches. Yeah. But you ever see a chance where he actually got to go, like him and Sami Zayn down NXT, you ever Mm. see those guys wrestling? Holy shit, that guy can fucking go. So it was a real shame that like literally it's like yes, exciting new angle, you know, fucking Zeb Coulter. This is like he's gonna get a big push. And then straight away, nope, gone. Yeah. So everyone assumed straight away that he was going to get completely buried. And they just kept going with it. So yeah. they didn't bury him on TV. They still were putting him over. In the road to WrestleMania, he got pinfall victories over Daniel Bryan, Kane, Randy Orton... Mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston like, big big names he was beating big names you know he beat Randy Orton I think particularly like him beating Randy Orton clean in the middle of the ring in the main event of Smackdown mm-hmm. so they
4: still put him over but they just changed the outcome of what would happen at Wrestlemania pretty much like,
3: yeah you, you knew it was going to lead to him like losing in the end and never being that big because you know there was a chance that he might have been like a mainstay of the, like get towards the top of the card be a big heel if they really went all the way but
0: well, the reason why I thought it always was is there are certain gimmicks I think that gimmick is so strong that even if you're not that great a wrestler you know and you've got enough like because the one thing I was like oh he can't talk but he had Zeb yeah. so it was literally like you've got a gimmick for life here yeah you can squeeze years out of it yeah and it just straight away I think it was them going you know what we've been proved right don't fucking try ever. Yeah, you can't <laughs> trust in these young ones. Chamber itself, I really liked that match. I thought it was really, really good. Really good pacing. I liked seeing the kind of the real mat wrestling at the start. I liked seeing Mark Henry look like a total monster. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing Jericho and Randy put on a clinic at the end, and I just loved that finish. I loved how yeah. shocking it was. I loved like Swagger Swagger didn't look shot, he just looked vindicated, and Zeb yeah. was like grabbing, and going, Yes! So now we're in Jack Swagger's America, where pot is legalized in all 50 yeah. states. Coming up next, The SHIELDS taking on a team that I've christened PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah, they're all there. Yeah, they're all big. Yeah, it's okay, technically, but I don't want to fucking play that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to fucking play that. PlayStation All-Stars. Dean Ambrose.
2: Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns. Welcome to the Shield of Justice. We're about principles we're about honor we fight for justice we didn't just talk about injustice Seamus, you like to fight for fun Night eh, fella welcome to consequences welcome to payback welcome back to reality ryback john cena in your world there are no consequences you can do or say whatever you want that's not the world we live in that's what we call the John Cena problem. That's why we don't like you, John. You will believe in the SHIELD. Triple to see them. Believe in the SHIELD! Seamus Ryback and John Cena. Believe in, the shield. in case you haven't noticed, when the SHIELD wants to deliver a message, we do it through action! If you want
1: us, come
2: and get us! Whoa, 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 This is not good, not at all. Whoa, whoa. Look at go? it's Cena, and Ryback, right and Sheamus. A page out of, the, out of the Shield's playbook. This Sunday is the day I've waited a long time for. It is the day I will feast on the Shield. The shield meets the sword. Justice meets the law. All we've been hearing these fellas is believe in the shield. Well, I'll tell you what I believe. It's going to be an all-out war. That is Ryback. He is Seamus.
0: I am John Cena. You want some? Come get some. Let's chat the shield. We love the shield. We didn't get a yeah. chance to talk about them properly. Mm. The shield literally saved wrestling in my mind. Yes. I think the shield are the reason why the three of us are still here talking about wrestling. Mm. <laughs> literally, no doubt. <laughs> In, in the way we talked
3: about CM Punk being what brought me back to wrestling, The Rock beating CM Punk would have been enough to push me away from wrestling again and put me off it if it wasn't for The Shield being around. Same.
0: There was enough good stuff with The Shield that I felt like I could put up with <laughs> The main event. Like, yeah. yeah, It
4: was because they had like, all the, th- the three-component styles of wrestling mm-hmm. that we enjoy. You had Ambrose being the brawler, you had Seth with the technical and high-flying, and you had Roman being the absolute monster. Do you remember how much we all, and not just us... But everyone, the wrestling community, used to fucking love Roman. Absolutely, yeah, he was we well used to protected. Love Roman. You did
0: this. <laughs> I'm pointing at these two fuckers, and you at home as well. You did this. We seriously, everyone loved Roman Reigns. We yeah, loved and him. not only did we all love him, everyone loved him and acknowledged his lack of experience. It was like mm-hmm. Roman's great. He'll need a bit of time. You know, we know he's not... And Roman actually did get a chance to develop yeah, his game. Yeah. No, nope, straight away, we're all turned on us. Nah. I will say, in regards to Roman Reigns... I don't want to get too bogged down and talk about Roman Reigns' hate on this podcast. But, like, I recall when the hate for Roman Reigns started, in earnest... Not having the energy for it. Mm. Just being like, you yeah. know what? I've done this with John Cena... And I've regretted it. Yeah. I, I regret so much being such a little pissant shit fan about John Cena. And I'll say it right now, if you're someone who still hates John Cena, seriously, fucking get over it. Like, mm. and just I saw it with Roman's exact same fucking thing happening, mm. like, except worse, like yeah. times ten. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Because
3: now you've got Reddit and Twitter where people are like. Not only do we hate Roman, but if we organise ourselves and band together, we can take back wrestling and, like, make it our own again.
0: You ever see, like, on Reddit the day after wrestling? I woke up this morning feeling empty inside. Yeah. Thankfully, Edge was there to cheer me up in the bathroom. (laughs) 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 Fucking bullshit, though. You know, it's just, like, it's clear here that he was a a star. And you know what? I think we all, every fan, including the people here tonight, all the people all around the world, when the She were coming up, we made them... Think he was a star? Of course.
3: You like wait, Vince is going to push the guy that we've been cheering for months
0: now, and that everyone really that likes. Son of a bitch! Fuck you. The guy who also happens to be insanely
4: marketable.
3: Like, yeah. You know. Fuck I mean... that. <laughs>
4: Come on, let's. But you can pin it down to. I think. I, I think the reason why there is that lot of negativity towards him is that Survivor Series, which he was mm. supposed to be in, and they replaced him with Dolph. Yeah. Yeah. Dolph did the big save the day, and then he just was back the following week yeah. and Dolph was ignored. And then him Roman getting just back in in the rumble. Him
0: getting the shiny resume 31 and Brian yeah. being kind of relegated and him yeah. Brian after the promo saying here you're the man. Yeah. You're the real American dragon. Like, you're a better wrestler yeah. than I can ever be. Oh like. don't put me in the Roman lock. Yikes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not Roman's fault either guys. No, it's like, not. And it's there's not. so much like like it's Roman's, like Roman's the one going to Vincent saying, "You better fucking do this, or I'm." Yeah, blah. people, it's like, it's people all are wishing
3: poor health on Roman because, yeah. they and hate I will say, him.
4: I will by
0: no means. Please don't take this for me or us saying, "Oh, it's all been." Gra-. Of course, they've done annoying booking things, and they've done actually booking with Roman that almost seems deliberately antagonistic. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's why I annoy because I kind of feel with Cena, they found a way. To kind of have their cake and eat it, where people can, yeah, yeah, you hate John Cena, but actually, mm. we have some great matches and some great stories and some great moments. Now here. they're just lying, and now it just feels like they're kind of they're often doing things where it's like, look, would John, it felt like you understood this. Yes, I was watching WrestleMania 22 the other day, and like they have Jim Ross going, look, this is a traditional crowd; they like traditional wrestlers; they don't like John Cena, and they're gonna boom, and they they kind of they knew and they were aware of it. Whereas now, oftentimes, it feels like they're trying to ignore that. They're literally like, listen to everyone cheering for Roman Reigns really loud. And then it's kind of it feels I think the fans then at home are taking it as him like really like they're being antagonized. It's and like it makes it worse. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. I can see why people who hate Roman are probably never gonna like Roman. Yeah. Uh it just feels like
3: I don't know. I was one of those one I didn't have those years of hating John Cena that you had. So when the Roman Reigns hate came around, I was all aboard that train, like I was full on, like fuck this motherfucker I was one of those people that would waste energy getting really upset about Roman Reigns and it's not anything to do with Roman Reigns because it is just it's WWE like they could do it with anyone if they booked say someone like Braun Strowman in the way they were booking Roman Reigns and doing the whole lying about the way the fans are reacting that's the really antagonistic mm. part. Not who it is they've chosen, it's the way that they're responding to this reaction.
0: Because, as if the man, I mean, Roman's actually having better matches now than John had, John Cena had at that point in yeah, his career. Because, yeah.
3: Roman Reigns is great now. Like, he's really picked himself up. He had
0: an awesome match with The Big Show. Yeah. You know? yeah he did. He believe it or not, did. John Cena had a fucking 400 bites of that cherry and he never fucking managed <laughs> it. Like, so, I mean, I think. For us, me and you, Adam, I know that we definitely gravitated to Dean Ambrose quite quickly. Yes. What is it about Dirty Dean that you love so much? Um, it's the really scummy kind of...
3: Again, because it was the PG homogenised, everyone's a, a white chipper or a vicious heel. Whereas Dean was sort of like that really scabby boy from across the tracks... He's got a bit of like of a sort of a nice charm to him, but when he's wrestling, he'll be pulling big silly faces and going.
4: He doesn't yeah. feel like he works there. Feels like he's just wandered in. Genuinely,
0: yeah, he's not the WWE's look. Yeah, it feels like he's not read the, the manual. Like yeah. you know, he's just doing it his way. Like you know, it's your cool older, bro- older brother who's grabbed the controller and is playing things his way on N sixty four. I loved how Dean kind of managed to channel the likes of Terry Funk and mm-hmm. whatnot in the fact that his selling was not your typical, like, or just lying still. He would go, like, eyes yeah. bug out, tongue like flailing around. freaking out. Like, and just, yeah. like, weird things, like, he would kind of, as a heel, he would, like, shuck and jive a little bit. Mm-hmm. He did weird moves, like, weird submission holds. He did palm strikes and front drop kicks. He wasn't, like, a typical brawler, even. Like, he'd had his own way of doing things. Yeah. Seth Rollins, though, out of the three of them, he was always the guy at the start ever thinking. eh. Because I remember watching the original NXT and not thinking much of Seth at all. Mm. Yeah,
4: very much a, a future-endeavored, few years-down-the-line sort of person, Rollins. Mm.
0: He got booed so much when I saw them at Ring of Honor. Uh, really? Seth Rollins, when he was Tyler back at Ring of Honor, everyone hated him. And it wasn't like a he's a heel. He was... The blue chipper, the young mm. guy, Cornette loved him. He put him on his pedestal and said, This guy is going to be like a next top guy. And as soon as the fans got a whiff of this guy being, uh, you know, anointed in any way, straight away they all they booed the shit out of him. So when I saw Seth, even though he's doing all this really cool shit, he had all these little taunts and all that shit, and his nose was a lot different, and he got booed mercilessly. And I remember thinking, Ah, there isn't much to this guy at all. Thought mm. he was a bit. Like, out of the three of them, he felt like the guy playing tough guy the most. Yeah. When they would pick up the camera from backstage, but I'm Seth Rollins, and fuck you. But when Seth had his heel turn, I just thought, there's a star... Yeah. A super-duper-duper duper star. I think he's my favourite of the three now, Seth. Towards. I would
3: have to say, as an all-rounder, I can do all the different components of wrestling. I'd say Seth is the yeah. strongest. Dean's in-ring work is good. His mic work is the reason why everyone loves Dean, I yeah. think. Whereas Seth can do it all. He has got literally all the skills. He can do a fucking Phoenix Splash if he wants to. Yeah. Like, he's amazing. Yeah.
0: And it's funny as well, looking at this, this match here, you can almost tell that they knew that these three lads were all going to have big futures ahead of them. And it's funny cuz like at the time no one was saying that. It was it was kind of like, oh, you know, they're just brought in it's kind of But when they're being positioned against these Big teams, and this is like a huge fucking match. These guys, and the way they're positioned against them, the way they're treated—compare that to the Nexus, whatever. You know these guys are gonna, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm over. dying for the
3: day, and it probably won't happen because the three of them have got long futures ahead of them with the company. But one day when one of them's left the company and they can talk more openly about backstage, because everyone knows apparently the Shield always put up a lot of defense and would always fight for their position on mm-hmm. the card, and they fought for the way they were booked. But you never get any specific details on like. What did they like? What lengths did they go to to stay protected? Like, yeah, was it just because of them that they never got squashed? That, was it just them making? Or do sure they that, have people? Was there for people them? defending them? Like, I really want to know more about that. I've
0: always wanted to know like how much Triple H because this is like these are developmental. This one just around the time Triple H has taken reigns. Yeah. Of developmental. If he actually had much of a, a stroke in. That I'd sense. love to know. I like as well with the Shield that uh, they did have their story, and that was that they had principles. They were about justice. They were about honor. They weren't like the rest of the members of the roster. They would talk through finding the video camera backstage. Mm-hmm. They'd pick it up and they would do their shit. And that was it. This is only their second match. Yeah. yeah. I, I swear. They said that on commentary. I went back and go, no fucking way. I look back and everything else is interference backstage. That's incredible. To think they had a three hour raw to fill every fucking week since November when they debuted. And not once from November up to here did they go... Alright, let's have these lads wrestle as mm-hmm. a six-man. That's incredible. That yeah. restraint. No way! No. They did, They were like Samoa Joe debut. He was against Roman Reigns like next week. Yeah. Like, they, they don't do that anymore. No, that restraint. Yeah. Fucking hell. The three of these, though, did something along the way, which is essentially, uh, they killed Ryback. Yeah. Because they were brought in as Ryback's foil. And Ryback is like, you know, the promo here is like, tonight I will finally destroy the sheath of nah, <laughs> mate, you won't. Maze. Mace mate, you ain't destroying They have destroyed you. Seriously, Woody is about to get triple power bond by three sexy Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay? Your, your shit's getting fucked up. It was basically my idea for Andy to grow up. That was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, that was an idea that I had.
3: Oh, Ryback.
0: <laughs> Ryback, we're going to read your book. I'm just saying I don't know how Can we do a bonus episode on I Ryback's book I, I don't know in what form it's going to take because I know Joe and H.S. really wants to read Ryback's book as well but we will in some way shape or form possibly as a crossover who knows how we'll do it but that book and us we're getting married that's, that's <laughs> happening just so you know has he done an audio book of it because I would <laughs> I would kill to hear no, Ryback's book because that would mean me. he'd have to read the book for- <laughs> <laughs> John Cena coming out here. He does his little shout into the camera. What does he say? You know he does his no little... No
3: idea.
0: You're right tonight in New Orleans. Oh, if he runs <laughs> like, you know. I don't know. Maybe he's saying a code to use in shop song. Like, you know? <laughs> he does that now in UK. He's got a little little, yeah. little comment, you know. <laughs> like Jim, Jim oh, from little, The Office. Little comment. Little comment. Right? <laughs> was Ryback over? Or was his fun chant over?
3: That's it. That's it. That's definitely it.
0: He gets a big pop when he comes out here. Yeah, because you you
3: get anyone on Raw every week killing two people in a match every single week. They probably will get over. There's no way you can get around that. That just makes people over straight away. It is a fun chance. Give them catchphrases. That helps. And like,
0: Ryback, right we always said it was like a guy who was just more catchphrase and gimmick than man. With his aura glows, feed yeah. me more unlimited energy. From Sin City, yeah, like, just trying yeah. too hard. Energy drink leotard. You yeah,
3: know? he had everything.
0: Let the gimmicks breathe. Like, it was like know? yeah,
3: because like, like I say, squashing people week after week. That's going to help you get over catchphrases. That'll help you get over a cool ring gear. That'll help you get over like too many of those things. And it becomes this noisy mess of a wrestler. Yeah.
0: And- but I think with that chant being as over as it was. And it was over. People love doing it. I think that maybe have Given Ryback and maybe even some people in the office a false impression as to how over he truly it's a was. Delusions of grandeur.
3: Oh, definitely in the case of Ryback, his yeah. perception of things, yeah.
0: for sure. Well, if you listen to Ryback's podcast, his perception of things is often a, quite an interesting one. He's got a
3: podcast, fucking hell.
0: Yeah, gonna squash AJ Styles at WrestleMania 32 was the original plan. Minutes, yeah. Also, he was uh, outselling John Cena on merchandise. Is, <laughs> at one point then he told John and John uh, got really annoyed at him and tried to get him buried
3: yeah. I bet in Ryback's mind he reckons that one day he's going to get the Goldberg treatment and get brought back <laughs> for a big match I bet he thinks oh that, do you like, know why
0: they brought back Goldberg hmm?
3: it's only because he left because Ryback was gone, yeah. so they needed a nuke. New- <laughs> yeah,
0: they needed gone, And it was
4: either to either spite him
0: or to fill that giant Goldberg-shaped hole that Ryback yeah. just left. Imagine
4: if they started, like, I, I don't think that anyone ever did it, but imagine, like, when Goldberg's recent return and people were chanting Ryback, Ryback at him. Ryback.
0: I just want <laughs> the two of them to merge into Ryberg and just, <laughs> just be done with it and
4: fuse. <laughs> uh, Ryback or Goldback? Gold- Goldback!
0: It's Gold- like,
3: better yeah. than a silverback. <laughs>
4: <laughs> ultimate
0: gorilla <laughs> holy shit but I will say as well Ryback also claims to have invented the triple power bomb for the shield fuck off that was his uh, idea as well Ryback you didn't come up with shit mate. <laughs> you didn't come up with shit <laughs> big old brawl to start this one and I just loved seeing the three big names and you know what the three names who at the time I didn't hold any ill will towards Ryback Sheamus, or John Cena But there were three lads who, ironically or otherwise, I never would have bought in a t-shirt for. If I never saw them wrestle again at that point, I wouldn't, Yeah, you know. bit dull. Yeah, I was over Cena. I was not a Cena fan, really, at the point. But to see the three of them just muck in and get in that brawl with those three guys, Mm -hmm. like, they're all on the same footing. That's what I loved about that, was that it wasn't like, Oh, no, it's John Cena, and they all run away, like, yeah. You know, they all fucking get in there. It's fucking awesome. Start off, all three members of the Shield get suplexed. Triple, triple verticals. No, three verticals. <laughs> triple, triple verticals would involve all three guys getting a triple suplex three times. Yes, That's a lot. That ain't happening. I love that Ryback was able to coexist with his tag team partners, despite the fact, as we all well know, he sure as hell doesn't eat fruity pebbles and will not be going for a bite after this <laughs> very big man bigger than me that's all I'll
4: say sexy Dean Ambrose's top is defrocked and Tumblr sh- goes mad oh yeah. my god yeah. do you remember the fucking weird fan fiction that was around during this time on yeah. Tumblr serious
0: Dean Ambrose i never heard seen a man before you can actually hear the gifts being made as he moves <laughs> amazing Dean Ambrose I think by not being online he always managed to make himself seem more mysterious yes He's definitely a, he got his twitter with one tweet on it and and that's it. Like, and I think there was a void by Ambrose not being online that was filled by a lot. I mean, there's a lot of weird shit with Ambrose. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you hear about the stuff with Renee or the death threats that she got? Yeah. And like Facebook you know? groups dedicated yeah.
4: to splitting them up.
3: Why? It's like because of the podcast, we've managed to carve out like a little area of wrestling fans that we feel comfortable interacting with. It makes you um, forget that by and large, the wrestling out, community... Out there, Adam. Yeah. Out there in the a wilderness. It's jungle out there, mate. Like, it's, it's scary like, wrestling It's friends. not just
4: the attitude Facebook page and then team friendship. No. There's many, many more groups and we forget that the They're not very nice. When we get shown some of the other groups, it's fucking insanity. It's like looking at the sun. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> we are on earth all along why did we not look up there oh god
0: five moves of doom by John Cena gets booed very very early on I
3: love that there's a little just a subtle bit Seth is in the corner and in the other corner Sheamus is there like just sort of posing for the crowd and you just hear Seth go shut up Sheamus <laughs> <laughs> really upset
4: I love the talking during this match between yeah. Seth and Dean they mm. proper sound like um, uruk like they're just, they're just, they're just, they're just, God handle his grump
0: <laughs> I love when Dean yeah Dean's like in the face of John oh what's made a John you're not like getting beat up yeah what's the easy oh like the really mm. like vicious like a pack of dogs <laughs> I love as well they're not just doing triple T moves but they're doing moves in sequence like Dean will do you know his dropkick tag in Seth who does a knee and all of a sudden Roman's already there yeah like they have got such a sequence to them. They got fluidity, such,
3: yeah. Proper hive mind mentality with these guys that teams very rarely have. Two
0: matches as a team on TV—that's mm-hmm. fucking incredible because they're handling themselves like a like a big act. Yeah, yeah. like they're
4: feeding off the crowds or playing into it the crowds especially when one of them is fucking green as shit yeah Mm -hmm. like so green and like still like it's not not as noticeable as I thought it would be they
0: hide it very very well yeah because
4: it's not as if oh Roman's not in this much
0: he's in he's getting stuck in big part of this match and he looks like a total fucking badass in this you can see why we all loved him because of how Roman is booked in this it's really frantic like everyone's in quite quickly Cena like it keeps seeming like Cena's gonna have the upper hand but the shield keep breaking up the moves that's the whole thing with the shields that the three of them are working as one and none of the dream teams can kind of do that mm-hmm. so the shield keep getting the one up because any one guy in the ring is against three guys it's kind of they always have the advantage the I shield
3: really is all about the numbers
0: <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns screaming you were the problem to John Cena is basically a time travelling smart pot calling the kettle black <laughs> 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 you know it really is it's a bit weird what's going on there <laughs> You said you like shut up Seamus the other thing which I liked that Seth said was yeah that's it every time Dean hits John yeah. Cena loves it like he's loves- getting off on it I was yeah. going to
3: say like it's porn or something like oh fuck yeah. <laughs> Seth
0: is just like Arnold Schwarzenegger and True Lies just watching in the background that's it <laughs> just that way hot tag to Ryback Clears house. I'll give the big man this. He, he clearing house. Awesome here. Mm. Nice little hot tag there. Absolutely. Unlike in the rumble, where any moment is like, oh, no, here's your chance. Don't. Oh no, you messed up. It's okay. Yeah. Here comes another. Oh no. No. Oh no. You've. You need your stabilizers. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryback has actually. Like, his most star moment I yeah. think since we've seen him here yeah. some fire
4: clearing the house here Roman Spears Seamus through the barricade nearly kills LG fucking hell like Mark I-, I can't remember who it is but someone grabs it might be Justin Roberts grabs LG yeah and just, just saves just her leaps out of the way like, like... nearly flattens her yeah
0: and obviously that was the reason why JBL decided to bully uh, Justin Roberts. Seeing him do an act of heroism like that yeah. didn't sit well with him at all. Everyone hated Justin Roberts. Yeah, apparently. good job,
3: JBL. Yeah. Hazing people that need to be hazed. Telling
0: it like it is,
3: performing a vital hazing service for everyone. Yeah, good on you, mate. You bully that man. You you grown
0: man bully another grown man. Can you it? imagine living in a world without bullies? Oh, it'd be terrible. It'd be it? awful. <laughs> Attitude adjustment and shell shocked at the same time as Ryback is trying to do his move. He eats a spear. The Shield win. Fucking love that finish.
3: Yeah, especially because Cena's just hit the AA and he's like,
0: "We did what? No, Cena wins lot. What? (laughs) (laughs) La I just love that. And like Ryback, he's just sitting there going, "I
3: blew it. (laughs) He just leaves. Like I thought he would turn heel and hit Cena or something, but he just literally walks off. Like sad
0: so here I think we could safely say I mean it's, as soon as The Shield debuted Ryback was done I mean you can even argue as soon as the hell and Cell happened and Ryback lost to Punk he was done but this really was like you're not as big a star as Sheamus or John Cena you've been taken down at a wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that really, I think, was the beginning of the end of, of Ryback being over. Well, to be fair, he, he should be able
3: to get his fire back next month when he, uh, he gets put over by Henry, fingers crossed. Uh... Like, big veteran like Henry will make him look good, so we'll see about that. I wonder if
4: he can pick him up. Mm. You know what the plan is,
0: though, was, at this point, the, the plan for Ryback at this point was, was that it was going to be Ryback and Jericho at WrestleMania. That, you know, Jericho was back at Rumble? Yeah. Mm. One of the reasons was to put over Ryback, and Jericho was going to turn heel against Ryback, and Ryback was going to be against Chris Jericho as the plucky face and get over a big style. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope. I, I like the,
3: the idea of them tagging and then falling out, sort of like, do you remember the, uh, was it Y2AJ? You oh, yeah, 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 yeah. RY2J or something.
4: RY2J! all. <laughs> <Rye Baxle.
3: laughs> oh, God, (laughs) blowing my mind with that reference, Billy. Fucking hell.
0: Lest we forget. Coming up next, a big match. You probably never see us before, Dolph Ziggler. Taken on Kofi Kingston. Whoa. Well, he's not been booked tonight. Whoa. He's not been booked.
3: And we know he's not been booked, because he comes out to whine about not being yeah. booked.
0: I think it was one of the first things we said we hated in this podcast. Yeah. Was, was, was having that prom. shit. I think it literally might have been after we saw this, you know what we hate? <laughs> like,
4: this made me laugh so fucking much, though, because when Booker comes out and you now says, all right, yeah, you're going to have a match with somebody who's... Uh, Incredibly talented, has put on a huge, high pedestal. I was thinking, who are we going to put Dolphith with? And as soon as Kofi Kingston comes out, even though he's the IC champion, I laugh so fucking hard mm. because I can't take Kofi Kingston seriously. Mm. At all. I couldn't take him before now. I can take him, I well, I can't take him seriously now because it's a New Day and that New Day don't want to be taken seriously. Hmm. But I've never got Kofi Kingston. Well, as, just, a, as a main event guy, or just as a performer, you know um, what I'm saying? as a main eventer, as someone to be taken seriously, someone, you know. As a threat. Yeah, as a threat. Like, so I'm going to bring out someone who's like on a really high pedestal. You're going you know, to. And Wait, he comes out and Ziggler's, like, shaking. It's like, oh my god. It's, well, it's the way Kofi Kingston. I don't care if he's a champ. It's the, it's the Kofi way Kingston. Booker sets
3: it up. Because he comes out and he says, like, Dolph, you think you're all that and you think you're so talented. Well, I've got someone here that
0: actually is talented. He, like, he, like he buries the fuck out of Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, like. But he's, he's, like, doing a promo as if, like, I was, like he came out and was like, he's either buying time or... There's a surprise. Mm. Oh, he was buying time. Yeah, because it's just Kobe. <laughs> right? He you know The weirdest phrase ever. Now, you're a really good wrestler, Dolph, and you are the show-off, but it's a fine line between stealing the show and wasting everybody's time. Imagine if that was a thing. Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat, amazed... Oh, no, they start wasting our time now. Fuck it. <laughs> you idiots. That fine line you weren't aware... So, Adam, I believe you have the uh, distinct advantage and uh, joy of running us through this unique matchup.
3: Yes, I get to do all the big matches, and this one should be a real slobber knocker. So, we start off with. <laughs> you
0: know, they wrestle each other 230 times. Yes, I do. Okay. And it
3: is the most standard opening to a match you could have. They might wrestle a little bit. Throw in a tasty little dropkick there. Oh, maybe garnish it a little bit with a monkey flip in the corner. Your usual Kofi Kingston and uh, Dolph Ziggler stuff. Stick with what you know. <laughs> Dolph hits a dropkick and puts in a ground-based sleeper straight away. Fucking use your minutes, lads. You must know that you've been given like four minutes and you're gonna lie there doing a sleeper on the floor. I know sleepers are Dolph's thing, but at least do a more
4: interesting one than that. Like, Did you hear the really tasteless remark they made about AJ Lee? People call AJ doorknob. Everybody's had a turn. What does that mean? Or have they literally like, spun her 45 degrees and then pushed her outward? To, like, <laughs> <laughs> they've literally used her as a
0: door. Big Show is like a doorknob because he turns so often. See, that, hey, that works. Yeah, good. That's and there's like some sort of sexual ambiguity about it, like this thing here. Why do they have to say that? There's no need for it. Yeah. That's Jerry again. Yeah, it's Jerry. Yeah, totally Jerry. You know what? I thought, like, oh, Jerry calmed down a lot since he had a chair. It he just he says it really
4: quiet. Yeah. He'll just, he'll just go, oh, JJ's like a doorknob. And then no one pays attention. Yeah, to I mean, it. yeah, so nice. he gets away with it. Like, like Jr. would say like, what the fuck are you talking about yeah. Cole and JBL don't
0: you know what happened was I think because we were doing the Attitude Era podcast and we we're doing the Attitude Era we we're watching all those papers he's going oh wow King was really bad here wasn't he and then we're kind of watching the main shows in a laid snooker bar talking with each other <laughs> not hearing the, yeah. the shit true. and he's still doing That's
3: it true so we get Kofi going for a very early trouble in paradise Dolph counters it into a slightly Glargay-esque sleeper like he does like a big slap it on like <laughs> kind of yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of Kofi jumping on top of Big E in this match like, safe pair of arms it's weird seeing him like clobber his lovely mate like that now
0: did you see Kofi's weird symbol the weird turn up symbol that he has what is that I, it's so odd yeah it's like really it's weird. like one of those hidden characters on the
3: keyboard that you didn't know was there and then it pops up one day <laughs> like what that's a character what you like, know
0: randomly he started having like Riddler themed titles yeah. why
3: lame why? fucking rubbish um, AJ slaps Kofi and Kofi responds by hitting Dolph with the troubling paradise uh, I nearly called it the tip because that's what I've uh, <laughs> just the tip just, he hits him with just the tip right?
5: <laughs> two
3: count Big E pulls Dolph to the outside and Kofi springboard you right in front of the referee as well literally like, no, right there no li- yeah nothing no DQ doesn't matter it's, okay. it's a nothing match uh, yeah, Kofi jumps onto E again. Goes up top and Dolph pegs him. Set up a superplex. But he drops Kofi like chest first onto the... <laughs> and Kofi's always had that sort of strange dent in his chest. I'm yeah. assuming this from an operation or something. But to see him go chest first onto the buckle like that, it's like,
0: ooh. You know fucking so weird at this? These lads, as we said, the 230 odd matches. And yet... Invariably, they were always doing something that was like, ooh, or ah. Or, uh, like, it's not as polished as you'd assume.
3: It's not the Ric Flair sort of uh, Ricky Steamboat kind of mentality that you'd think. No, where...
0: it's, it's a fine line almost between stealing the show and wasting <laughs> everyone's time out of is isn't
3: it? Like, zigzag, Cole immediately, as he hits the zigzag, see you bye! You're like, Ugh, f- piss off, because now you can look on Twitter and see these things. Like, he knows about expressions now. One, two, three, that's it, over and done with. Big E comes back in and clobbers Kofi Kingston <laughs> no reason like in the sense that you're sort of like ah oh, yeah but Kofi's gonna hit him with the tip and then get out of there straight away but <laughs> not even just the tip not even just the tip against the Big E you need more than just the tip and we do get our proper grunt of the night here because the one earlier was from a Smackdown recap I, I I chose it and then I felt really sick afterwards so I needed to make things right the real grunt of the night is Big E doing a big old grunty clothesline and he goes yes right into God
2: <laughs> but... yes such a big, weird beat
3: down big ending and then you get Big E stood there going Urgh! and that's it <laughs> he's
0: walking away Dolph like yeah good job I bet him up for a bit and then you bet him up for a bit yeah yeah we
3: really <laughs> gel together this team good job so weird they did not need this match
0: no and you know what's very very interesting seeing Dolph Ziggler at the rumble and the positioning and now seeing him here goes from like main event WrestleMania yeah, yeah, World dream World Rumble, dream booking up. like fine line between stealing the show and wasting everyone's time (laughs) Dolph I'm sorry but there is a fine line (laughs)
3: you've wasted our time too many times
0: uh, God I get a recap of Cole installing the WWE app do you remember this he, he gets oh. fucking
4: bullied because he's got a picture of him and uh, Jerry hugging and smiling and JBL rough. loses his mind that's
0: what I love it because this is like one of those moments where Cole gets outed as being like either a robot or an alien yeah, yeah it's kind of like oh do humans not do this oh shit like, it's a, like I thought you'd always put your work colleague as
4: your yeah. background he
3: literally goes out of his way to mention I've set it as my wife and dogs now just so everyone knows yeah. just so you know I'm normal Cole I'm fine. is
4: such a Fucking Mark. <laughs> 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 he loves his best
3: friend King.
4: I get you name with
0: Jerry the King
4: of <laughs> yeah, Why should they make a big deal of it? Like he's proud of where he works with. He's got like he's really happy that he's working with someone like Jerry. That's what Like it Jerry is. acts like that. JBL acts like that, but there's some if sort JBL... of homosexual tendency behind mm. him having that picture. Of it's... a friend. Yeah. But right. if
0: JBL doesn't get you know his three or four bullying digs in an hour, his acid reflux kicks back in, so you know, gotta yeah. keep all the bitterness pressed down. <laughs> <laughs> and per- (laughs) (laughs) Everyone sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! I know! Yeah.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That
3: was the sound of three men all looking down at their
0: notes and realizing. Oh no! That was a real demoralizing glance, guys, wasn't it? It's a recap of Tons of Funk with the Power Slammers.
2: Sweetie! Check it out! I got my very own Bro Display Power Slammer. These things fight on their own. You just crank them up, connect them, and watch them do their thing. (laughs) I'm gonna call this one Lil Brody. Huh? I'm Lil Brody. I got all the ladies. What did you call me? Uh, Sweet Tea. Please don't call me Sweet Tea. Where's Lil Tensai? I don't know, probably cause all that Frick Frack and Scribble on your face. It's probably, you know, too much to put on a little action figure. (laughs) What's that mean anyways? I'm not really sure supposed to be Japanese words of honor. My luck? It's probably a sushi menu. <laughs> I like sushi.
1: Come on, sweet tea. Turn that frown upside down. We got what you need.
0: Hear that music. Bro, this clay with the Funkadactyls. And the new Power Slammers, these are the new toys from Mattel. And they're great because they play themselves. You don't have to play with them. Awesome. More time for homework, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is this? the worst (laughs) toy. They play themselves. The Final Fantasy XIV and fucking toys. I just put it there. It's playing itself.
3: You go to pick it up. Your dad's like,
0: no. You put it down. You watch it. You watch your toys. Now, John, I believe I bought you these power-slammers under the provisor that you would acknowledge that they play themselves, yes? Clean the gutters. <laughs> yes,
4: Father. Poor Tensai. Oh, God. Just comes out and he says, where's Lil Tensai? Why is there no Lil Tensai doll? And then he just starts going about how, like, he, he doesn't actually know what his Japanese tattoos mean. And then it's probably just, knowing his look, a sushi menu.
0: I remember hearing about this and thinking, oh, no, this did, like I, this must have been bottled from my memory. Because like, I remember hearing this going, no, I didn't actually say that. And then, oh, shit, they did Yeah, that, but, yeah, that, that must be JBL
3: that said that. There's no way Tenzin. like... Yeah, no one so is just, looking, so like, I
4: yeah. It's just so sad, just seeing, like, Jason Albert just so fucking defeated because
3: he says it in the way that you just said it it's that proper charlie brown like it's probably a sushi man and like he looks down at his toes like all sad and it's just really upset it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's kind okay of like oh no my look it's just like, yeah. yeah
4: no my oh. look you know well, it's I, okay then guess well, guess i'll dance now with you all i bet john cena
0: once oh. can i can i be with you i've got new trousers and i just need a place to wrestle tonight and I've nowhere to go. Oh. And the it's probably a sushi menu. No, I've never eaten sushi. I've never even been to Japan. I just <laughs> They just told me to... <laughs> They gave me the eyeliner and I thought they wouldn't recognize you. but they did. And they knew it was me, it was Albert and they they said my name <laughs>
4: Sorry, he was right. I accidentally nearly made myself cry. <laughs> <laughs> he is very much like, it. and I know, somewhere, somewhere deep down, down, in my heart, I'm still 10-side. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently, Brodus Clay was a total dick to the Funky Dactyls. Oh, for oh, really? fuck's sake! Really? Apparently, he was like he was mad strict with them.
4: They were more over
0: than he was, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I know. One of them's got a job still. <laughs> <laughs> I find that really kind of shitty because apparently he he was quite like mean to them because he, he viewed them as like you're here to get me over. So it's kind of I'm in charge of what <laughs> he was actually
4: getting them over. Pretty to much. Me.
0: Pretty much I mean there's only so much you can do when you mean you know when you with Naomi who's super talented and Cameron who is the bomb dot com. I mean yeah. you know I think it's funny there that he's he's sneering at Tensai, but you know what? Ten, yeah. <laughs> take a
4: look in the mirror, mate. Take you're like, bottom of the four here, mate. Yeah. Mate, the, the only voice... reason you've got a power slammer
0: is because when your gimmick was in developmental phases on the drawing board, they vastly overemphasized how much you put into it. <laughs> the toys were cast before you you were, okay? Yeah, <laughs> genuinely. <laughs>
3: And they all have a big dance. Yeah. And they call their mommas.
0: <laughs> and that's officially tons of funk. Started. Yeah, that's the beginning. You know, they, they tagged, like, the week before. Do you know what happened? Tensei fell over and he got a boo-boo on his head. Oh. And he had to do a big silly comedy bandage. like Literally like a big football on the side. It's like, oh. <laughs> and then he uh, he started he started doing the dance and here's the funny thing and this is what I love most about this I think we can all agree Jason Albert deserved better than this absolutely when he was given this gimmick you know what he did he went out of his own time and his own his own time to do this he got dancing lessons oh man really and you know what? I've been watching all the Raw's and Smackdown's between these fucking shows because I'm a moron and <laughs> the one thing I will say about it is he's fucking awesome he's like <laughs> he's actually better than Brodus yeah because yeah. Brodus like in his first week or two he was really doing this big choreography then he just starts doing the claw thing he's like hey look at Naomi and Cameron they can dance I tell you what if they'd have booked Albert
3: to do the Funkasaurus gimmick from the start... Instead of... Instead of Brodus, yep. I genuinely think it would have got more over. Absolutely. Because he would have actually... Like, he he got given dance all...
4: lessons! He would have put his heart Why into it. Why would you it, go for like... dance lessons, though, when you've got Johnny Curtis walking around in the back? <laughs> <laughs> Show me
0: how it's done. I will say, all being said, that segment was the most depressing disassembly of a Monster Heel gimmick. Let's take all the heel bits, just put them in the box... It's alright, you weren't ready for Sabutio, Kevin, next Christmas maybe, okay? We're not going
3: to make fun of him, we're going to have him make fun of himself. Oh, jeez.
0: Coming up next, the Divas Championship is on the
4: line. As to (laughs) me, (laughs) it takes on Caitlyn. I fucking love Caitlyn. Caitlyn's awesome. Same. Caitlyn does not get enough, like... Credit or recognition for helping the women's roster get to where it was. Some be. say
0: Caitlyn started the women's <laughs> roster.
4: I think she acts like I think she like genuinely.
0: she, no, she, she did. did. Her and AJ the too. Feud. Yeah,
3: that feud was great. Really She good.
0: was putting more into her character and into her personality. Her and AJ like they literally went to one side. And go look. Let's actually do wrestling. Yeah. Like let's like really and iron sharpens iron these two they were like paired together in NXT just being like buddy buddies then they feuded anytime these two were having a match or were on screen together they were always really yeah. just trying to get their characters over and Caitlyn uh, did get over she's not over here no. but she, she At got there one point yeah. Yeah. but
4: it was just bizarre because just AJ beat her and then she was gone yeah? yeah, she just walked off she said I've done what I need to do my planet needs me Gone.
0: Caitlin was I think she was only ever in it for the short term. She came from like the, the world of like fitness modeling and she just went back there. I think she just make, she made more money. I like. really actually
3: respect that when there's certain people that come into wrestling, they do they have a they really try their best, they get over a bit, they have a good run, and then for one reason or another they'll be like, Well, because wrestling's a weird business, like everyone here is like okay with bullying and having politics backstage. I just think I'll go and do something else instead and so she did and now she's like apparently really successful uh, she's okay. really like, so she's yeah. she's
0: more of a star now in the world she's in than she it's was like fitness modelling yeah doing, she's like, got yeah. like her own like brand of like supplements she's doing the shit that Ryback basically is trying to do like you know selling supplements and exercise stuff and she's Apparently, she's fucking loaded and she's yeah. doing super well
4: for herself. Just Good her on and her. Big Dave. Just, just <laughs> saying, I'm, right, I'm done. Yeah, yeah it's true. Just yeah. going to go off, be more successful than I ever was here.
0: But yeah, I was really happy to see Caitlyn here. I was really shocked at how quickly I'd forgotten. I was like, as soon as I, saw, I was like, oh, fuck, Caitlyn, Jesus. Yeah, same, absolutely same. As soon as yeah, she came, out, I was like, I
4: completely forgot about Caitlyn. And all the memories came back about yeah. how, how great she was. As
3: you've said in the past, it's during this era of like, the Divas roster is just sort of like, new set, okay, they're done, throw them away, new set. All okay, the flavor has yeah.
0: gone from these ones give me some more yeah that's all it
3: is so of course you don't remember her because no one was memorable at this point no one stuck around
0: well her and AJ down the line had that match I remember the mm-hmm. two of them and it was fucking heated it was kick ass yeah. Caitlyn was able to cry after the match as I mean, well got, got, like...
4: there's no crying in fucking wrestling <laughs> shout out
0: <laughs> this match however it was pretty much just like a let's try and get Caitlyn a bit over and a bit established you know it. they showed the recap of what led to this Mile shoving has brought us to this dance here tonight, folks. I'm going to face you on Sunday. Nah, nah. Yeah, I am. Shove, shove. Oh my God, what are you shoving me for? Let's have a match.
3: The exact insult is Tamina calls Caitlin worthless rubbish.
4: <laughs>
3: rubbish. <laughs> you,
4: you're a crap. There like, should be more like, yeah, well, your dad's a fucking murderer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking <laughs> Yeah, she's fairly <laughs> dropped that surname now, hasn't she? Like? Yeah. You see, when he died, they gave him the big gushing tribute. Mm. You know? yeah. If you don't prove it, yeah. like this, that's all they care about. It you feels
3: know? so bad for Tamina. Like, I do. fucking left with all the... Like, Your dad's died.
0: Eh, he was a murderer, though, wasn't he? He was a fucking scumbag. Like,
3: Still a dad. Like, Maybe just let her grieve, perhaps. That's yeah. an idea.
0: With no bellas, the division here is so thin. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you know They really have nothing going here. Tamina misses a splash. A spear Katewin. That's it. Yeah. Like, that's we're talking two minutes bell to We belt. also
4: get a really topical uh, Tonya Harding reference. A reference that goes all the way back to 1994. Fuck Excuse me. me. I don't know why they're doing a reference to Tonya Harding in 2013.
0: Well, maybe it's because their finger is so firmly on the pulse with their fucking Dolly Parton and Star Trek jokes. Yeah. Like... There's literally a big three or four
3: minute chunk. Well, not, not even that. The match isn't that long. But there's a big chunk of this match where the commentators are literally talking about the area that JBL lives in and the celebrities that live there. And like, well, oh, we should have you over some time, King. Like, they're just straight up talking. Like, just having a chat.
0: going an ad for WrestleMania that implies that New York and New Jersey are pretty much the same place. Right. Tweet in if this is something that you have dealt with. But I'm pretty fucking sure that New York and New Jersey are not <laughs> the same place. Like, they are not.
3: Yeah.
0: I've watched The Sopranos. Johnny Sack and Tony Soprano. Hate each other. There's separate mob families for New York and New Jersey. Mm. Not the same. It's a bridge there are,
4: like there's a bridge between states. It's almost yeah. like it's two different states. I just don't they are two different states. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they are. I don't know about that, Billy, because mm. the WrestleMania advert did make a pretty strong case for them being one and the same. So I don't mm. know. I'd have to look into that a bit further before I believe well, it's, you. Well,
4: it's because they were trying to like combine the two, you know, they like try and turn into new like New Yorkie. <laughs> maybe just, just for men like, or just joke <laughs> city maybe Wrestlemania 29 uh, spokesperson
0: Governor Chris Christie hope oh, by doing it so much he could get tried in a New York court instead of a New Jersey court for his various uh, Bridgegate yeah Bridgegate more on Ooh, that later more on that a later <laughs> episode coming up next it's our main event Punk Rock 2 WWE Championship on the line there is no accolade on this earth
2: that is more deeply ingrained in my blood in this WWE Championship. And after 10 long years, there is only one word that can describe the spirit of tonight. Screwed! I did not lose! I beat The Rock! 434 days, I was the real champion! I got screwed! Me! I- I'm the champion! 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 And I'm thinking I grant you a title shot! And I think that at Elimination Chamber, I'm just gonna let you beat yourself. Because if you even get counted out, if you get disqualified, I win! even after you and Paul Heyman paid the shield to put me through a table at the end of the night at the end of the night you got beat you took what belonged to me i beat you you didn't win man if you had an ounce of manhood and nuts between your legs come and take it CM Punk doesn't do things on your terms. I do things when I want to. Unstoppable, I'm the Every time you want to bring it because it belongs to
0: me, I'm just going to take it.
4: recap with the Royal Rumble in there. I love how they kept in the I am. Yes! I love how they They left that in. in.
0: No, 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 no,
4: no, (laughs) no.
3: I am. I really thought they would have edited it so it would be like you don't take it from him. I take it from him. Like they could have easily fixed it up. But... Or just say you don't take it
0: from. I then
4: there's a do back kind of, <laughs> the, the whole, of. The whole package is like a YouTube poop. It is. It really like, is. Punk lip-syncing champion, champion over and over again to I'm the music.
3: I'm the champion. I'm the champion. I'm the champion. It's just.
0: It's so bizarre. That it's so shoddily put together. Very. This. I mean. I can say with the benefit of hindsight, even before we get into this match, that this was not a necessary encounter. No. You didn't need this. I'm glad they did it, but it wasn't necessary. Yeah, it, it was nice for Punk, I think, to have another bite yeah. at, the, at the cherry, as they say, but not much else got into this. They only had a few weeks, things like two or three weeks, from the Rumble till here. So you didn't have much of The Rock. You had The Rock appear on SmackDown, and The Rock appeared on SmackDown with a really weird segment with CM Punk. And this is weird, because... Smackdown ain't live. It's taped. And The Rock had one of his most awkward problems to date. Where he goes. CM Punk. CM Punk. You're a boy. Okay CM Punk you're a little boy. CM Punk you're a spoiled little boy. And I'm a man. The Rock's a man. You're a boy. The Rock's a man. And this Sunday CM Punk. The Rock, who was a man, will be beating you, who was a boy. It's just boy, boy I talk.
3: really thought that was going to go the Kurt Angle direction, like, You're
0: just a little boy,
3: and I'm a man. And I'm a man who loves to play with little boys.
2: <laughs> Wait, no, no, no.
3: no. Bit weird. Yeah.
0: But so that's the rock big boy rock taking on little man CM Punk CM Punk was very upset having lost the match over all the crazy circumstances the restart you know the fact that he pinned the rock yeah. it was good enough to give him that much vindication because punk needs to have a little bit of that that he's just deluded enough to think that no I should have actually won I am the champion and punk when he came out here I loved you he, he screamed because he had the belt. He screamed you day four hundred and forty-six. Awesome. <laughs> like he was still came. Awesome. Yeah, That's you know? great.
3: What I do love here is Cole. I think Cole is excellent when at the start of this match you've got JBL talking about how Punk is still the champion and in his mind he's the champ and Cole is just furious like but he's not the champion the rook's the champion like he's losing his mind over this like he can't comprehend how thick CM Punk must be
4: (laughs) Punk is like
0: retconned basically and
4: Cole's the only one that
3: remembers what happened (laughs)
4: like (laughs) What is the obsession with the Moon Knights from Aqua Teen Hunger Force? There's a lot of uh,
0: fun, yeah. you know, signs L- of the Lots of the Moon Knights. I love the Moon Knights. I right love the so. Moon Knights
4: too, but why are they always at wrestling? It's I don't Like know. every pay per view there's a Moon Knight sign this, this day and age.
0: Maybe they're harkening back to the time when there was a Moon Knight sign for a, a viral video marketing. They did like a viral marketing thing with a Moon Knights light sign in, in Boston. Is that oh, thought yeah. was They thought? It was a fucking bomb. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that bombed was the movie, mate. Am I right? Oh! Oh! Shack, <laughs> <please>. <laughs> the Rock comes out, and uh, CM Punk is there staring at him. And CM Punk demands Justin Roberts, calls him the people's champion. But Justin Roberts does it kind of sad. He is the people's champion. And oh. then
3: when Roberts calls The Rock the WWE champion, Punk fucking flips out like he has to be held back. Alright,
0: I will say, I love we love Justin Roberts here. Yeah, I think Justin Roberts is awesome. His book is coming out. I really want to read it. I'm really excited to see what his story is all about. Because he's been on the art of wrestling and he's really fascinating. He's literally just a fan. Like, he's he, a big wrestling Big fan, yeah. fan, like, you know, total fucking wrestling nerd. And then, I mean Adam have had a lot of fun over the years looking through WWE 2K games and listening to all the individual words that he pronounces some of them are weird
3: is the, the one specific example when you just go through each word listening to that's, that's how much we used to just like get up to shit when we lived together was like <laughs> let's go through every sound bite on the wrestling well, game I- and it would go Lucha
4: Lucha Libre, nailed. (laughs) (laughs) For no reason was nailed. I remember making a character (laughs) on the game purely because of the way it said i made the the farmer with an egg for a face agger mcgregor purely because agger mcgregor <laughs> agger why why is agger on that but billy isn't <laughs> <laughs> right
0: now how did howard finkel introduce the rock author at the outer chair what was the way he would do it the rock yeah Wait, he would, uh, right with, right just Just. <laughs> sure how it goes <laughs>
5: The
0: (laughs) The It's such a Soft I thought it was brilliant How he did it I love Justin Roberts Fucking adore the guy Punk slaps the rock Fucking love how he's right in his face
3: we should say as well this is and we've not, is this since we started doing this run of the podcast we've had a lot of you get disqualified you, you lose the belt yeah, yeah. Yeah. and that's what this whole match is about basically
0: <laughs> if The Rock gets disqualified or counted out CM Punk gets to keep the WWE Championship that he's stolen Yeah. so yeah kind of scree rules here it was just one of those ones to kind of make you think oh might there be some sort of way to I mean a lot of this was you know them knowing the people who are watching this they're not the casuals it's the hardcore fans and we're going to hook you in by making you think punk will be in the main event. Yeah. Which we might as well fucking say a triple threat with rock, punk, and, and John Cena. would have been great. It would have made everyone happy. Yeah. It would have made WrestleMania 29 have a fresh main event. Would have protected the rock, protected John Cena, made CM Punk happy. Yeah. It'd be a very different landscape in wrestling. Honestly, yeah, it would
3: be. Because it wouldn't have gone down the way it did. And I don't understand what argument you can make for not having that. Because obviously the idea must have been brought up. And I can't see why they would have thought putting Punk in the main event would bring ticket sales down or something. Like, I don't get that mentality. I
0: think literally it was, you beat me, now I beat you. That's it. That's That's straight up. That doesn't mean to say that, oh, John Cena was... No, it was just literally like, that was the arrangement. Yeah. And I think, could there have been a point where they went, oh, but maybe you could put Punk in. I'm pretty sure The Rock would have been, no, no, no. Because, I mean, the Rock, the Rock is going all out here from this point on. It's putting over John Cena. That's It's his mission, yeah. is to put over John Cena. And I think CM Punk would have gotten in the way of his, his mission in that sense. Punk even said himself,
3: though, he would have happily had it be an elimination match, and you eliminate him within 30 seconds, and he goes home and he can say, I've I got to be in the main event. Yeah. Like, just get me out of the way with, and then you guys have your match, but just throw, include me, please. Yeah. It
0: really, and the other funny thing, that whole thing about, oh, what's Punk going to do? That hangs over the WrestleMania build yeah. massively. The first two weeks after this, it's all like, oh, what's Punk going to do?
4: You yeah. know, it's so fucking weird. Straight away, we get some real great insight into uh, wrestling from JBL, where he goes, whoever wins this match will be the champion. Oh, man. Ooh. One of those ones, isn't it? That sh- rather interesting. We also, we, we also get a, 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 the worst sign I've ever seen, like, in terms of like coming up with something to write on it. Can you smell what CM Punk is grilling? <laughs> Try fucking hard. Grilling. Grilling. Can you smell what the rock's cooking? No, the punk. He grills. He doesn't cook.
3: What? Grilling because he's a villain. That's what it must be.
0: Is
4: CM yeah. Punk have a grill underneath <laughs> his teeth that I was unaware of? No, it's just because cooking. Because the rock. You, you smell what the rock's cooking. I know. What can he's... you smell what the rock is? Oh, can you smell what the punk? <laughs> He's barbecuing. He's grilling. He's got. He's got his cheese on toast on. So he's grilling. Can it. You just explain it one more time,
3: please. <laughs> Look, oh, I want to hear this again.
4: CM Punk.
0: CM Punk's. He's in the kitchen. He's grilling. He's grilling up a whole he's... mess of pipe bombs <laughs> and Warren's grilling guy, and chilling. You're grilling there. and chilling. <laughs> grilling and chilling. piper <laughs> We got our gloop of the night. Nice. CM Punk, full on. There's a special word here I have, which is gollies. I like that you've actually, I can see on his notes here, he's written down the time code. Like you're going to include the gloop in the podcast. Oh no, that's a screen cap for my personal
4: collection. <laughs> no, we're just kind of to put in a little, like, little water sound effect, a little <laughs> bloop. You hear the rock going, Oh, <laughs> so you rock. No, you just want to head on
0: to gloopforsale.com. Oh. Okay, and then you can get all my special screenshots. It's okay. The gully. That's. I don't know. If, is that a word you use in England? A gully? No, no. not in that context. The kind of North of Dublin thing, which we used to use, which is a gully, is when you have withdrawn from the mucus uh, reservoir in the, the nasal cavity, and you have kind of drawn that down into the main chamber of the mouth and mixed that in with spit. To make kind of like a super spit, you know, a spit that now, in addition to being wet and gross, also is tactile yeah. and it also can stick and also can have of, a bit of color in it as well. It can know. do a kind of a cluster bomb as well. Bits yeah. can fall off and independently go off, and it's like in Bubble Bobble. If you try and stop it, it'll split into two and then yeah. into four. Eight, 16 too many leave us. so that's what happens he spits in his fucking face and it's fucking disgusting yeah. it's literally the most disgusting spit ever rock that looks
4: furious oh it's scary it's like, so it's scary right
0: down on his fucking face like an yeah. oyster has just been flung at him it's, <laughs> fucking, it's
4: fucking horrible
0: that's probably my all time favourite spit in wrestling in a close second though is when Randy Orton spat on Harley Race Oh, you sick. don't want to spit on fucking yeah. Harley Race? What are you doing? You're Harley Race. You're one of the all-time legends, you know, he's really great. Harley, you're one of the all-time legends. What <laughs> the oh. Spits right in his face and Harley Race just stands up like a man who's just like, how dare you? And he's like, he stands there and you can see his eyes twinkling like, and there's nothing I can do about it. Oh. And he looks sounds sad. You spit at Foley as well. Randy Orton's a great He's spitter. He's a big
3: spitter. My favourite gloop of the night while we're talking about it, because we won't get a chance to mention this again, is do you remember at the, it was right at the apex of people hating Roman Reigns and it was like, things can't get any worse for this poor fella. And there was a match where he was like really out of breath, gassed, lying on his back, and he just went <laughs> like that. <laughs> and it went in the air like two
0: centimetres and landed on his face. <laughs> Does it count when Shane Douglas got sick in TNA? Oh, <laughs> <geez>. shit. <laughs> And Mike Jannaez put over. Look at them! They're vomiting in the ring. Oh, you have got to be kidding
4: me! It's like um, Xavier Woods when he was in TNA chucking, um, chucking up in the ring. Did he oh, chuck on his He, got, him he got like kicked in the stomach or something just bombed straight. I oh. really taste this one. It was like remember well after when
0: uh, we all realised that chair shots to the head there are no... Oh, Bulls Mahoney. <laughs> yeah, he just gets hit on the head it takes 10 seconds and then turns around like really quick like, <laughs> <"Brawr!"> <laughs> <laughs> he literally went to his opponent's one second please. <laughs> it's- Pardon me. <laughs> right in the front row. <laughs> it's like Steve Austin with the beard. <laughs> oh, Made a splash though, Don't man. worry, guys. It was just a little bit of his sick mixing with loads of water. It was... Oh, whoa,
3: <laughs> dear me. brain. We could do a spin-off show just about Gloops. Oh, I think yeah. so. Like CM Punk shitting himself in the ring. like you And the
4: ref <laughs> having to come in and pick it up. Pick it up.
3: <laughs>
0: They brawl outside, we get Let's Go Rocky CM Punk chants with the exact same division as Let's Go Cena, Cena sucks, as in Let's Go Rocky CM Punk. Mm. You're my men. Huh? Don't respect me. (laughs) Because they've grown tired of me, I guess. JBL puts over Heyman's kayfabe accomplishments. I love the way he goes. He's the only man who's ever managed three straight world champions. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He's put him over as the greatest manager of all time. Mm. King hates it, like.
3: Still insists on burying Heyman's ECW. Yeah, like, extremely
0: crappy wrestling. Ah. It's been years, mate. Fucking let it go. <laughs> JBL, with the line of the knife to Jerry, stop your pedantic commentary. <laughs> Fucking A. Yeah, Laying like. Punk really controls this match, and I will say, compared to Royal Rumble, it's a lot less bombastic. This is, you know, very much Punk's in control. They know that everyone wants Punk to win this match or expects Punk to have some kind of bit. Be- so, you know, it's just mm. him in headlocks. We get a shitty Match of Man elbow drop by CM Punk. They brawl back outside. Rock bottom through the announce table by The Rock. He doesn't again, twice.
3: Yeah, again.
0: Goes fucky. So, first time CM Punk, he collapses. Second time, he doesn't go through it. The cursed move. Seriously cursed move. Apparently Rock was really pissed off about this. The fact that it happened again. Allegedly backstage. He was very annoyed. Why, why are
3: you pissed off mate? Like, it's, it's not someone's fault. The table just didn't break. Like, it's bad luck if anything. Don't get angry about it and be a baby though.
0: Rock just makes the 10 count. And CM Punk like, goes on straight away. Absolutely kills him. Rock barely gets a comeback in. Starts going for some Samoan drops. Goes for the rock bottom. It's reversed with CM Punk. Just does these awesome elbows. Like You think he's going to give him one or yeah. two. He's taking him straight to the ground. Fucking love it. Punk goes for a springboard. Rock catches him. Hits the rock bottom. Get a kick out. Fair folks to the Rock. I will say in this match, he makes Punk look like a threat. Mm-hmm. Much more so than the Royal Rumble, I'd Way say. Way more than last month, yeah. You'd like, feel like that. You know, CM Punk is a dangerous man here get a ref bump gts no referee and again it's like punk has the rock b playing the middle of the ring that that to me says oh he should have won and that was i remember
3: being desperate at the time watching this like well because of that when the referee wasn't there punk will have to get another shot now because he technically won so he'll be in the main event (laughs) it's gonna happen guys because of what
0: happened there punk got to have a match with john cena on raw that was better than any of these matches that either of them had with the Rock naturally (laughs) literally like it was the best match that either of those lads had it was fucking incredible another GTS gets countered into the people's elbow a referee appears out of nowhere and we gotta kick out another ref bump because refs are made of glass and fucking cotton candy I guess
4: Yeah, too much he rolls his ankle and then that's enough for him to fucking roll out the ring yeah you can can do
3: your
0: job lying down if you have to mate
4: just count the pin
0: Paul Heyman holds the Rock up, Punk goes for the bell shot, he gets belts in the face, Rock bottom, Rock wins. A decent, albeit entirely unnecessary match in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things. Rock picks up the win, and straight away it was, yep, Rock Cena, twice in a lifetime, that's the way it's got to be. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this match, I really found myself struggling to think of anything nice to say about it other than it was a fine match, because it was so, in the long scheme of things, it didn't mean anything. Mm-hmm.
3: No, it didn't, but I think for what it is, and you have Punk really, for more so than at the Royal Rumble, he gets to be the heel because he's trying to trick Rock into yeah. getting himself DQ'd.
0: That plays into a lot more in the start of the match, I think, than later on. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, eventually
3: it becomes more of a fight, but you do get Punk being more of a legitimate heel here. And oh, I don't know, I don't know which one's better out of the two, because I still really enjoyed this match. They were both very good matches they had together, but you're right, it's completely unnecessary.
4: Bill? It's just, again, it's just another month. Feeling sorry for Punk. Yeah. Because mm. he deserves to be there. Yeah. He, he just deserves he to be there does. so much. Yeah. And he just doesn't get it.
0: It's really funny because I remember at this time, this was kind of, you know, after the Rumble and after the Nation Chamber, I remember, like, really being, like, oh, like down in the dumps about wrestling.
4: Like, really just not looking forward to WrestleMania at all, you know? That being said, we'll talk about it more in the next episode, but where Punk goes from here is so. Fucking entertaining. Worked
3: out better, I think. I think so. Yeah.
0: Despite Punk claims, you know that he he always felt he should have been that main event at WrestleMania twenty nine. He, he,
4: he should have, but he got the next best thing. Yeah, mm. and I think just by the look of it and the build to what happens next, he has a fucking whale of a time.
0: Yeah, and you know what I will say of all the things that Rock has done since he's come back, no one did more to make really to make the Rock look like a million dollars than CM Punk one could argue and in fairness he made Punk look good too yeah Punk kicked out of the people's elbow Punk and Rock I think what was nice about this whole feud and there were problems with it but I think the nice thing about it was the fact that it was toe to toe face to face yeah it really was good to shake off that there's John Cena and The Rock and everyone else and making this like, no, The Rock here is me, CM Punk. You know, I'm another one of the wrestlers. I'm one of the guys. I'm speaking on their behalf, kind of. Mm-hmm. I just like the fact that Rock was able to mix in there so well with a wrestler who is very much like from the generation after The Rock. Yeah. You know, Punk mm-hmm. is of, of the generation when wrestling was different, promos are different, match styles are different. And these two pulled out two really great matches. I think these two matches that Punk and Rock did, were better than either of the matches that Cena and Rock did. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. I think that, that much can definitely be said. And I think mm-hmm. one of the things that makes me reconsider just going, oh, fuck, Rock's come back, it was shit, was a lot of the stuff with CM Punk, mm-hmm. I think. It really did, I think, and CM Punk played a huge role in keeping a lot of those fans who tuned in back well that's going to do it for elimination chamber 2013 one more left in our rocks return and then we're on to pastures green Ooh, what are we going to be doing start guessing now and tweet at us and i'll tell you no (laughs) (laughs) match of the life mvp
3: adam uh, Match of the night, I'm going to say main event uh, because I think it was just, again, another great performance between these two. Uh, inconsequential in the long term, but a really good match. They told a good story. MVP. <laughs> that was so hard just getting to get MVPs for yeah, these shows. Uh, really struggling. I'm going to say. I want to give an honourable mention to Mark Henry because he looked fucking phenomenal in that chamber match. But my MVP is going to be Del Rio because I'm actually. Really, really shocked at how much I remember hating his face run and being like, ugh, fuck Del Rio as a face. It just didn't work on any level. Actually, and,
5: so.
3: that, you know, I'll be the first to admit if I don't like it just because of my opinion, that's fine. It's not because he was bad at it, because he totally embraced the role. Like, he's, again, second month in a row now, better offence, more fiery. He's really over, and I think he's adapted himself to
4: this new role really, really well. Billy, match of the night, MVP. Uh, Match of the night, I think for me, is the chamber match. Just really, really enjoyed it. Um, As far as chamber matches go, they are very rarely mediocre, but they can be very much terrible or good. And this is very much on the good side. Very much enjoyed this. Everyone worked their fucking ass off in it. There was no sort of just sitting around, just letting everyone get on with it, then running back in to get involved. Yeah, everyone was getting involved. Loads of people got over. Yeah. And, you
0: know, just the way, like, how you can, you know, get a new guy over that's strong, like, Swagger, and also make Mark Henry look like a million dollars, and also do Kane and Daniel Bryan. Like, they, they managed to tell a lot of stories in that one match, which is really cool. Uh, as
4: far as MVP, I want to give a special mention to Jack Swagger. He would have got MVP, but he'd done a crime. So he's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to MVP jail. So... <laughs> <laughs> Most valuable prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my MVP is going to be Cesaro. Hey, nice. He—it's something that I know that we've talked about several times of working a body power and then just ignoring it. There was not a single move, offensive move from Cesaro, but which wasn't on the shoulder. Really. I, I, I made sure I watched it back and watched this match twice. He doesn't do it. That's amazing! <laughs> Literally the only time he doesn't go for the shoulder is when he kicks Miz's leg out at the end for the finish. Mm-hmm. And the finish was bullshit. I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy the finish at all. But Cesaro is a fucking monster, and I, I really, really enjoyed him in that match. You know, it's,
0: nice. it's like having a Michelin star chef prepare amazing food, and then blend it up into a mush and giving it to some old idiot. And go, <laughs> oh, I like that mush. Well, I'm a Michelin star chef, you fucking moron. You can't enjoy that the way you're meant to. You never will. You know, that's what I was like with Cesaro mm. being in that match. I'm going to give my MVP to, to Jack Swagger. Because he didn't get caught tonight. No. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's the MVP. And that's why he's the MVP there tonight. He was a smart boy tonight, and re- I rewatched a lot of Raw, and I've rewatched a lot of Swagger segments. And you know what? You couldn't take a guy more out of his comfort zone than yeah. they did with Swagger. And he really fucking gave it the old really junior college a, try. He you really know. made
4: a name for himself here. Yeah. And it's that's just true. a shame that he threw it all away. Yeah. You know, and, and it really
0: is a case of. What could have been. And we'll talk more about the ins and outs of that gimmick, but I just thought, you know, it was such an unexpected thing for WWE to do, and I was unexpected for them to do it in a, you know, not in a way that was really fucking just gratuitous and tasteless. I thought he handled the gimmick well. And just there's like little things. I always think it's a good gimmick when I go back and rewatch it, and I'm like, oh, there's those little bits I didn't know. It's like the thing you were saying about how Swagger has this like, fucking glassy eye going way, that yeah. he was so weird like mm. he just subtly was changing and I love the way that you know he came back and we didn't know what was up straight away he just had a different style of working in the match and he was way more aggressive and then I was like something's up with him and then like two weeks later here comes Zem I was like oh shit what's happening and they slowly revealed it and it's layers of subtlety you'd never expect from fucking Jack Swagger. My match of the night, it's got to be the Chamber. I was glad that they only did one Chamber this year as opposed to two Chambers and I thought it was fucking, it was kick-ass, it was really, really good. That's going to do it for this episode of the Attitude Era podcast. Thank you so much for listening into our review of Elimination Chamber 2013. Next one's going to be WrestleMania 29. It's the last one in our Rocks Return saga. And as always, if you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or in Stitcher Radio, make sure you leave a rating or review. Subscribe. Go back and listen to all our previous episodes. We reviewed all the Attitude Era. Go back and check that out. Go back and check that out before you start to go why are you reviewing this? Because we already reviewed the Attitude Era. Go listen to it. it was fun and make sure as well if you want to keep up to date with the ACR podcast follow us on twitter at aepodcast live tweeting wrestling shows giving our thoughts on the world of wrestling at large tweet us in if you've got any thoughts about this episode or the show or upcoming episodes we'd love to hear your thoughts and as well facebook.com forward slash HCR podcast make sure you give us a like
3: on facebook you will actually find that we've been making some little videos lately of tiny little snippets from the podcast some of our favorite moments I'm having a a fucking blast making these things. If there's any moments that I haven't done yet that you want to see get put in a little video, just let me know, because you can never have too many. So basically
0: it's like any, a, a video that's like 60 seconds or less, if there's any little moments from the Ad podcast, previous episodes, because it's a fucking, it's an arse trying to remember all this stuff. I know, yeah. So any little goose you want
3: to make us <laughs> a video, let me know. Also, go to
0: vimeo.com
3: forward slash AEPodcast and you'll see some more of our slightly longer, more classic videos that have been taken down off YouTube in the past. Things on there, like the Vinnie Jones one that people got to see in the space of... 30 30 seconds, I
0: think it was on YouTube before it got pulled. Only people who live in hyper time were able to actually watch it in its
3: entirety. Exactly. Mm. But now you can on Vimeo.com forward slash AE podcast.
4: From Montreal to Memphis, parlez-vous francais. Tell all the girls stuff and things are on their way. <laughs> Bottomania.com. Amazing. <laughs>
0: Stop
4: things, boy. Stop and and things, boy, stuff and stuff and things, boy. Me. Oh my yes. god.
3: Yeah, I wish the listeners could have seen the way you looked at me when you started it I back,
1: You actually scared
0: me. <laughs> if you want to support the Edsier Podcast, there's a number of ways you can do so. You can head over to selfie.com slash A podcast, download a commentary track for one of our favorite wrestling movies. You can over to ProRest.com slash AE podcast, pick up one of our t-shirts, or the best ways by becoming our patron over on patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. That's patreon.com slash AE podcast. And there are a variety of rewards with various backings. If you back us for $1, you get access to all of our show notes for myself, Adam, and Billy for all of our episodes going all the way back to the beginning of time. If you become a $5 backer, you get access to our exclusive spin off series, The Smackdown Crawl, where me and Adam each episode review an episode of Smackdown all the way back, starting at the beginning of the Attitude Era. So if you want to listen to some more 1999 content, there's over six episodes up already. You get immediate access to all of them if you become a $5 backer. $10 backers get access to a monthly Q&A episode with my bad self. You can ask me anything. We can chat about things. Let me know. We'll talk about it on a Q&A episode. And if you become a $20 backer, you get to become Dan Severn, an immediate discount on all future AE podcast merchandise as well as getting all of our current and future commentary tracks for free thank you everyone who's become a backer on patreon.com slash Podcast. and remember zero commitment you join for one month you want to get access for one month get access to all the episodes you can do that there is no long term commitment and for everyone who's become a backer and back us at all at any level thank you so much from me Adam and Billy bottom of our hearts we love you very very much all of our backers on patreon.com slash podcast. but it's going to be a goodbye from me Kevin me Adam I'm uh, me, Billy. I will see you next time. The end is near. Finally. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> finally. That's going to be the WrestleMania 29 review. Just family. finally. The end. Oh. <laughs> we'll see you in New York or New Jersey. Or for, both. Or both <laughs> For WrestleMania 29. I hope no one holds up anything on the bridge. I heard there's a nightmare getting across that oh. bridge in New Jersey. Roman Reigns screaming, You are the problem! to John Cena is certainly the time traveling. is certainly the time traveling, smart calling. Sorry, this is (laughs) it. I hate when I do this for myself.